Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is exciting. I got to be honest with you. Right out of the gate, I'm not enjoying myself at all. It's not a good way to start. Look, let's just bang this sucker out. We'll be done with it and we go on with our lives. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Ah! I'll show you some material you'll know. Oh, God. <laughs> Do it well. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Dusty Kowtow. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So good. Just as hard. Smell it. <laughs> uh. It was terrific. Yes. All right, clean it out of here. Lady Gaga! Get a day job. Come on, Allie. Either spit it out or don't. Where can uh, people go to get uh, information and be, you know, turn turn the ignorance around? And now. Wow, you need a road map for that one. <laughs> Our feature presentation. That's uh, that's a disturbing piece of tape right there. I mean, with Allie and Jerry Lewis. Is there a video of that sex tape also, Allie, or just? Of course. You think I'm just doing audio? (laughs) (laughs) Want to relive that dusty cow town? (laughs) Clean it up. Get it out of here. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show. It's Thursday morning, the 28th of June. All right. Besides hanging and besides banging. Wait. Let me start. What have you guys been? Hey guys, what have you guys been up to? Banging. Bean. Hanging. Okay. But besides hanging and banging, right. I'm, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a look inside your lives. Right. When, when you leave here every morning after the show, and then we don't see or hear from you again until the next day, what goes on? Particularly in your life, Kevin, what goes on? I'm fascinated. I want a Kevin cam. I want to know. You, yeah, what? you can say gangsta, but what came after it is right. is a bad. That's word bad on now. The radio, yeah. Well, for a while. Ever. That's ridiculous. Agreed. Agreed. Do, do you do fun, exciting stuff we don't know about, or do you just go home and just sleep? Uh, I don't just go home and sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's an odd question. You go to Taco you. Bell. We know I that. I go to Taco Bell first, yes. How every many day. days in a row? It's been six now. Okay. Six <laughs> days in a row you yeah. go to Taco Bell on your way. Now, by the way, Kevin has breakfast here on the show, mm-hmm. usually around 8 a.m. Yeah. So by 1030, he's so peckish. He needs Taco right? Bell. I need sustenance. Okay. And, right. but, but I found myself the, the last two times going, do I want anything else? Because this is starting to worry me. <laughs> is it the I same mean, thing you're ordering every time? Uh, no. All Change right. it up. Right. Yeah. Change it up. I'm a crazy man. Sure. Look, okay. man, man loves his nuggets. Right? At Taco Bell? At Taco Bell, but no, but... I'm uh, just saying, you're, you're obsessed with a food and mm-hmm. you just can't get enough of it. Then right? I go to Caltech for my day job. Okay. (laughs) And and, and what are you doing at Caltech? Uh, You know, uh, advanced research on earthquake cracks in the earth. 
Mm. Oh, Earthquake Cracks of the Earth. Okay. Yes. That's what All I mean. Right. It sounds like you're very good at that. Thank you. You only remembered Caltech was earthquakes because yep, that's it. watching that's the news after an earthquake. Uh-huh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Of course. All right. It's well, science. All right. It's a yeah. pretty full use of your uh, Look, your you time, do a lot right? of things during the day, but mm-hmm. they're not necessarily entertaining for anyone else to hear about. Mine wasn't mm-hmm. yesterday. <laughs> what did you do yesterday, Allie? Oh, I got uh, my nails done, my toes done, my legs waxed, my hoo-ha. Wow. Oh, same. Ready I got go. all that done, too, but yeah. I, yeah, I forgot to tell you that. Yeah. So you are so fresh, so clean right now. Thank you for noticing. Somebody's got some dates lined up for vacation. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Bean? What did you do yesterday? Nothing. I just watched TV. Okay, listen, that doesn't help us. <laughs> um, I did watch the uh, the W. Kamau Bell special, which is new on Netflix, which is amazing, which is so funny. It's real, real good. Netflix is just the best for comedy. And, you know, Absolutely. I know we have Jim, Jim Jeffries coming in. He's got a new Netflix special getting ready to drop as well. And uh, it used to be you'd have to kind of keep track of when everything was on, if it was going to be on HBO, if it's going to be on Comedy Central, and when it aired and stuff. And now you just go to Netflix and you just have just a plethora of great comedy specials to choose from. It's just so wonderful. It is great. Isn't that funny? When you said you would just see where they were on, I immediately mm. thought Netflix, HBO, Showtime. In that order? I didn't think of Comedy Central. Oh, you didn't Central. even think of Comedy Central. And That's that used to be the only good. place you saw the them, right? The only place. Wow. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the golden age of comedy on Netflix, that's for sure. All right, so that's all of our exciting days. Now let me tell you about this. Just a, a quick update. Yesterday, near the end of the show, in the final What's Happening, Allie, you brought us word about that incident on the southbound 110 freeway? Yes. This was a guy who was just wearing boxer shorts, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. No uh, no shirt, no shoes, just boxer shorts. And he was standing up on a sign there, and he started unfurling banners. And there was some confusion yesterday at the end of rush hour as to what the hell he was doing up there. Uh, obviously, our first concern is that he was suicidal. See a guy climb up onto a freeway sign, you're worried that he's going to jump. Then, you know, on on top of that, you go, oh, is this guy mentally ill? What is the, how are the police going to get him down? How are they going to talk some sense into him? Don't hurt himself or others. And then he started unveiling signs up there uh, that were anti-pollution signs, right? Right. That was that was what his deal was. We thought, well, maybe he's just trying to, you know, just trying to make a, a statement here. He's just fed up with the environment. So that's what's going on. Well, it turned out it was none of those things. Okay. He's perfectly healthy. Good. And although he has an interest in the environment, that's not why he did the stunt. Mm -hmm. He did the stunt because he was shooting a rap video. No. What? So everything we wanted to do to him yesterday, Allie, now we want to do to him for the rest of his life, right? Oh, my God. That he would put thousands of people in a backup. Just so he could shoot a rap video. He's a 29-year-old. His name is Alexander Dunn. He got booked on all kinds of charges, including delaying a police officer, trespassing on state property, failure to obey a regulatory sign, and others. And he had his producer there recording for a rap video where he is going to be using some footage from that into his song. Now, he was actually doing some rapping up there. He was also doing some vaping up there. Sure. <laughs> So you take we, a break every once in a while and vape and then come back. We hate oh, everything about geez. this guy, don't yeah. we? He's yes. the worst. He's the worst. How Look. did they finally get him down? I saw they had a big, uh, oh. <laughs> like, well, they talked him into pad. it after over two hours up there, and he was not going to go quietly. He wanted to go with flair, so he ended up doing a backflip mm. into what mm. looks like the LAPD, you know, bouncy house, essentially, is what they have out there is to break his fall. They put it up there because they were afraid he was going to jump. Right. And then eventually he did, but he had to do it with flair. 
So he did a backflip into it. And so here's here's my he's thing. Two, two hours. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's going to be safe if he falls mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Right. Trank dart within 15 minutes. For sure. No two hours. For sure. Look, come down and we're going to trank. He just goes Absolutely. down. And if that doesn't work, the longer he's up there, the more air you're taking out. Like, let us know. Let us know. And then after some time, if he doesn't come down, you pack everything up and you head home. You let traffic commence. He's stuck. F him. Oh, I'm so mad. I don't think they do that last one just because he could hurt somebody driving by if he were to fall or jump. You know what I mean? You could you could kill an innocent bystander, I guess is what I'm saying. So I mean, trank dart is what we're going with. I think the trank dart with yeah. the, yeah, with the... With the, the, pa- the padding the, bottom. The padding, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. And Allie's got a great idea as you lower it and lower it and lower it until he jumps. Yeah. <laughs> I like By this. the way, just uh, briefly, one more thing. Um, the incident was the latest in a, according to the LA Times, the latest in a number of publicity stunts that have brought LA area freeways to a grinding halt. Do you remember there was that... Guy who blocked the 10 freeway in West Covina with a whole bunch of motorcycles so he could get on his knee and propose to his girlfriend on the no, freeway. No, I don't. And I would have wanted the there same treatment guy. for him. There was a case in 2010, and I remember this, Chip. You might remember who the band was. They were from Orange County, and they blocked the 101 freeway because they wanted to perform a concert on top yeah, of a I was truck. Tr- I was just trying to... I remember I was. Uh, I had just started a phone app here and we were watching it on the news. And I can't remember, it was something stars. And I remember mm-hmm. being so pissed that these, like, they parked their tour bus in the middle of the freeway and stopped and played on the roof of it. Yes, that's man, exactly what they man. did. They were later ordered to uh, repay Caltrans nearly $40,000 in restitutions. Here's the, uh, here's the final sentence, you guys, from, uh, from Dufree, his rap name, from his manager. You ain't poppin' unless you got haters. Look. Yeah, we got to take this guy out. This new thing about <laughs> haters going to hate and all that is a, it was a really nice excuse to say, I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's all of you and you're uh-huh. hating because you're bad people. Yeah. Right. When in reality, 75% of the time, you deserve to be hated. Yeah, and this guy for yeah, sure. 100. Exactly. You hate because they're hateable. Right? Yes. But Kevin, you ain't popping unless you got haters. I mean, I heard that. <laughs> I did hear that. <sighs> so stop it, people. Don't do this. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin Amicho, shall we? You are a terrible judge of character. Also, you have a weak chin and you can't dance. <laughs> All true. Bean makes his guess on the show today. Oh, it's a terrible one. Well, you know how to sell it. That's good. I do. Yeah, it's I a terrible mean, list. So you mean you don't agree with it and will be upset? No, it's not that. It's oh, just okay. I, I worry it's too easy. I worry that you'll get them all. See, whenever he says that, yeah, then they're then they're impossible and right. we feel stupid. No, this time, okay. Well, you'll wait and see. It's only a half hour away. Guy wrote an article. Uh, that said, in and out is crushingly disappointing. Okay, we need to take him out. Couldn't, couldn't hate it more. Everything on the menu? Pretty much. I mean, the fries. I'll give him the fries. Fries are a little soggy. They're awful. But with combined with that burger, fantastic. No, yes. No question. Who is this man? Give me names. <laughs> he says it's the most overrated burger in America, and I wonder if this is a case where if people didn't rave about it as being the best burger of all time, he well, that's wouldn't possible. think it was fine. Maybe he just doesn't feel it lives up to the hype. That's possible. Whatever. Hey, uh, Dave agrees with him, by the way. Well, Dave's an idiot. So Okay. Yeah. Uh, new World Cup date today. Oh, good. Uh, Dr. Drew's going to be on the program today like we do on Thursdays. <laughs> Yes. I was just thinking about where I was when I opened up an email that Kevin oh. sent about. Yeah, that's uh, a, that was an emergency. We're changing the topic, right? Is that? I think we have to. I think so too. Okay, good. Do you want to um, say what the title of that email was? Um, or save it. I mean, the title of the e- I'm not I'm not positive. Beans on board. 
Okay. Because Bean he, is not on board. He responded blocked. Okay. <laughs> Bean is no longer on the show. Um, <laughs> uh, the title is uh, Stop Wiping Your Butt So Hard. Uh-huh. So, in, huge in huge letters, letters that right. you then open at a table with people and you're like, oh. And then you have to show everyone at the table and they're like, these are emails you get from work? I'm like, yep. <laughs> Talk to Dr. Drew. It's an emergency, I think. I think. We yeah. have to change topics. Absolutely. Kevin has never sent an email with more urgency <laughs> than he did that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on the toilet, weren't you? <laughs> uh, Jim Jeffries. Yeah. One of my favorite comedians of all time will be in studio with us today. He's got a Netflix special called This Is Me Now, and he's also got his uh, Comedy Central show as well. We will take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and BJ Rock Carol K, what's happening this Thursday morning? What's happening is Ant-Man and the Wasp. It is coming out in theaters July 2nd, but I would like to give you a pair of passes to the K-Rock Advanced IMAX screening of Marvel Studios' Ant-Man and the Wasp at IMAX headquarters. Yay! All right. That's a huge deal. Agreed. And on July 2nd, that's a that's a really big deal, you Agreed. guys. Kevin, I we don't agree think with you're you. listening. We're to me. happy about it. I'm as well. saying this is great. Right. I think that's like Monday or something. Agreed. July 2nd, by the way. Yes, it is. It is indeed. So if you would like to go Monday to go and check out the advanced what? Advanced IMAX screening of Marvel Studios Ant Man and the Wasp, give a call right now. We'll take callers ten through fourteen at one eight hundred five two oh one zero six seven. Yeehaw. And some sad news to report. Steve Soto of The Adolescents has passed away at the age of 54. Mm-hmm. The band confirmed the sad news on Twitter this morning with, quote, With heavy heart, I share the passing of Steve Soto, my friend and bandmate since 1979. I don't know what to do or to say goodbye, my brother. And besides The Adolescents, he was in Agent Orange, Manic Hispanic, 22 Jacks, Punk Rock Karaoke, so many other bands. And it's hitting it's hitting people really hard. And Chip was saying, if you're an Orange County person, Orange County kid, even slightly involved in the music scene, Steve Soto was just huge. Yeah, and The Adolescents as a band is huge for Southern California, but especially Orange County. Yeah. Well, The Offspring tweeted, we are devastated by the news of Steve Soto's passing. He played in so many great bands, was a great bass player, guitar player, and singer, but mostly he was just an honest and sweet guy. He was our hero in the adolescence and an inspiration to us as musicians. And from Keith, sorry, Kevin Lyman, uh, Vans Warped Tour, he said, I just found out Steve Soto passed away. He fought through so many health issues and they finally caught up. He was one of the most positive people I ever knew. Did the whole Vans work tour with the adolescents in a van last summer. Rest in peace, my friend. Hmm. Ah, it's real sad. Yeah, 54. That sucks. I don't like it. I don't like any of it. Can I interest you in some new Alice in Chains music? Please. They have announced their first new album in five years, Rainier Fog. And you can listen to a brand new song from the upcoming release called So Far Under. <laughs> wow, Allison Chains is really into the World Cup. Different. Didn't expect that. <laughs> really. That is Allison Chains. Sure is. No right doubt. there. Yeah, yes. It's not no doubt. <laughs> no, there's, when you hear that, it's oh. no doubt it's Allison Chains. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, Jerry Cantrell said, quote, you get guys like us together, 
an S just gonna start happening. <laughs> he was your neighbor, right, Bean? I lived with Jerry Cantrell on one side of me and Sean Kinney, the drummer, on the other side of me. What a I crazy did. party that time must have been for you. I had an Alice in Shades uh, sandwich going on in my neighborhood back back in Seattle, yeah. Yeah, you did. How many times did you talk to either of them? Well, Sean I knew pretty well. Okay. Um, because he had dogs and, and, uh, and our fences you know, were next to each other, so our dogs had a lot to say wow. to one another. So we got involved in a lot of conversations. He also had, Sean had... Some sort of huge exotic cat at his house too, like mm, uh, like a tiger. It wasn't a tiger, what? but it was a, 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 an animal like that. And it what's was always... an animal like a tiger? <laughs> well, there's lots of big cats. Big I cat. don't remember exactly which one. Like he a mountain had. lion or something. Something like I never like, figured out exactly like what it was. Like a bobcat. Yeah, I'm saying it's a, it like was a, a big jaguar. <laughs> it's there are a lot of big cats, right? But I'm saying I was always so nervous about that getting out and like eating us all. But uh, it never happened. So I'm glad I brought it up. Right. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> Spend some time on that. We'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah, please. Don't we're not wait. on the air yet. Live, right? No, we're good. No, we're okay, good. good. Rainier Fog, by the way, comes out on August 24th. Have you guys... Uh, before you move on, Dave uh, just reminded me. He he actually had bit, visited me and t- told me what the what the cat was. It was a civet. Civet. That's, that's what he had. It was a civet. A civet. That's a yeah, civet. It's a Honda. Yeah, that's a it's different. A great no, car, civet. by the way, t- to t- this t- day. Hey, civet. being identifying it didn't help the story any. Okay, sorry. Because <laughs> we've never but, heard of that either. But at least Allie had moved on mm-hmm. and then right. I dragged, yeah. it, dragged it right back into it. Correct. Okay. We're going to have to completely edit this and refigure everything. I will say, as a former Honda owner, yes. my Civic was still one of the best cars I she ever had. She didn't say Civic. Just uh, never had a problem with it. Yeah, my story is looking so good now. Right, man, I miss the good old days. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. Please. You guys ever had to write a check for twenty-five million bucks daily? You know, right. I can't. Does that? Do you even? Can you even do that? I don't. Know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think it's insane. You well, Doctor Dre and Jimmy Iovine had to write a check, or you know, dip into their accounts to a former business partner. Partner after a jury sided with him. They ruled that the Beats co-founder owed unpaid royalties to a man named Stephen Lamar. He had helped design work for three models of Beats headphones. And he wasn't paid. So he's like, hey guys, I'm suing you. And then the jury's like, well done, sir. 25 million coming your way. Wow. <gasps> That's pretty strong. That's a lot of money, you guys. I will happily not do work for them <laughs> and then have them sue me. What? Sue them. I don't. Guys, really. We can edit. How's everyone doing? What was it? A civic? Civet? Civet. Uh huh. And it is a big cat. It is a big cat, yes. All right. Like a tiger? Like, is it like a liger? <laughs> Could we move on? Huh. I'll have to like, edit what all genus? that out. What genus? Mean, ah, yes. All right. Birthdays for you Elon Musk, Felicia Day, Kathy Bates. Mel Brooks, John Cusack, and I can't pronounce his name. Kevin? Is it Rob Deer? Deer? I think it's Rob Deerdick. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. For those of you who didn't see, uh, Rob Durden is uh, part of Robin Big. And we'll talk more about that and more with Rob Durden. Uh, again, Rob is getting 41. Rob Durden is in the studio. He is half of Robin Big. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. So he was, so he was in studio. Yeah. And I said that even more times than that. Yeah. And he never corrected me. See, I was going to say, he's such a nice yes. guy, did he? So then later, when they played that for me, I was like, 
Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that so many times with him sitting here. So we called him later in the show, and I said, why wouldn't you correct me? And he goes, thought it was funny. (laughs) He's the best. (laughs) And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. There's a a website called uh, Thrillist that's very entertaining, by the way. They put out uh, a lot of great material, and they had an article this week by an author named Andy Kreisa who the headline is, in and out is crushingly disappointing. And I, I... I know I hear a lot of talk in this country in these troubled times about political divides and the, the worry that we literally are going to have a civil war. But I think long before we fight over Supreme Court justices and immigration, we're going to be coming to blows over this in and out being crushingly disappointing, according to this article. I don't I don't think this is a statement that will stand with many of our listeners and many, many people in Southern California. I'm not even positive. It's just not a giant troll. Because in other words, in other words you don't believe you're what you're curious if anyone could really believe that in and out is average. Yes. And you read through the entire article, all of his mm-hmm. arguments and everything else. And you get to the end mm-hmm. and he goes, still, though, every time I drive past one, I pull <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, that's his. He still goes every time. And Absolutely. if it's that bad, you stop going. But he he's did, disappointed every time, though, he says. He did liken it to that X that you, you know, if you see an in and out, all of a sudden you remember like, oh, God, I remember all the good things. Right, and but I he just... never had those good things with in and out. It's, it doesn't make sense. So he says, more often than I'd like to admit, you can find me in line frantically going through the secret menu on my phone just so I can sound cool when t- speaking to a teenager in a paper hat. <laughs> <laughs> because face it, In-N-Out is the most overrated burger in America. Okay, that's nuts. Right. That's nuts. Right. By the way, uh, we welcome you to weigh in on this wherever you are on the scale for In-N-Out Burger. If you are a rabid fan, we want to hear from you. If you just think they're they're average or below average, we want to hear from you too. 1-800-520-1067. King of Mexico is high-fiving this author, right, Dave? I am, yes. Because oh, King of Wrong? Here's, here's the thing, guys. I do like In-N-Out. Like him, I do enjoy In-N-Out. He didn't say that, but go ahead. Yes. But... Every time you eat it, you are not satisfied. Uh, wrong. No, you're you know, denied. No, you're wrong. And you you get it, and you're just like, okay, that, yeah, I have. Well, hold on, it. I want to hear from Dave. Why are you not satisfied? I don't understand. Because you just don't order just, enough food. It's, it's no, it's just a basic patty. Like you get the double double, and it's okay. It's not great. It's not filling. It's not. You just go and you're like, uh, you kind of go for the experience. Like I went to In and Out. It so was you want to go for the experience. Yes. Is what you want. You Who want goes? like a thick, thick, meaty burger. In and Out is not that. that. Yeah, and that's and that's part of the problem. People like revere it, and it's not even that tasty. Uh, he says it's not the, the the burger is is grilled. This author says about yeah. the burger. This is your basic salty flat grilled burger. That you can get absolutely anywhere. If somebody gave me a blind taste test between this and most other fast food burgers, I wouldn't be able to distinguish the difference. And I would like to say to you, you have an unrefined palate, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that in a second. That's coming from Kevin, by the way. Now, he does complain about the fries. Okay, let's, not, yes. let's take the fries out of it because everyone let's can agree not, the fries are, are, are... No, people love the fries. And those then people, people are that say, oh, you just have to order them crispy. F you. I shouldn't have to order exactly. fries crispy to have them not flopping around all over the place. <laughs> you have to dip them in stupid ketchup those to even give them taste. Suck. Yeah. I will say that. They suck. Now the author says, here's the rub. I will always... Go to an In-N-Out when I'm near one, braving the lines full of svelte Californians and fat Midwesterners on pilgrimage just to see maybe if I've come around. 
So he stops every time he goes by one. It's funny you should say that, Kevin. Look at uh, Lyft driver Scott is on line one. He's got a story to tell us here on the Kevin Demetrio. 1-800-520-1067. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Good. So how does Uh, the in and out intersect with your Lyft driving? So, you know, I was actually having this uh, conversation the last couple weeks with with a lot of the people I pick up, you know, and... uh, the thing is that I was, I've been taking In-N-Out for granted, you know, and every person I pick up that comes from out of town and I ask them, you know, did you go to In-N-Out? They always tell me that it's the best hamburger they've ever eaten. So I think uh, we can just uh, crush the debate right there, you know? No, they're stupid. I agree. They're dumb. So in other words, so it's good you arguing, pick- Dave. Why don't you yeah. try something else besides they're stupid and dumb? Okay, they don't, they don't know what a good burger is then. Well, it's, they're they're coming from uh, other places in the country where they thought they were having a good burger, no, and it sounds a... like. But hold on, it sounds like Scott is saying. But when they come to Southern California and try the In and Out for the first time, they think they're that is better than what they've been eating back home. You know right, why they Scott? think it? Hey, Dave, I'm going to tell you yeah, something. I mean, that... I've, I've, I mean, I've been questioning. I, I had the same question that you guys are bringing up, and and I have people from Australia all the way to just people coming from Chicago, and everybody says it, it is a really good hamburger. All right, so points and, for and Scott I, and, and in and out. This, you know? Dave, I'm going right. to tell you a very, very complex subject, which is some things are subjective. Yeah, that's And right. that means that if you hate it, I can like it. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a thing. But here's it doesn't why, mean I'm dumb. Well, uh, here's why people like it. I could it. be for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. People like it because it's so cheap and it's so basic and they think it's so good for their $2. It is not. It's a basic, basic burger that's not even that good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to present for your entertainment to Ken on line four. He's calling from Whittier. Ken. He's got something to say. How hey, Ken. Well, yeah, look, In-N-Out is one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. Agreed. Thank God. Thank God. They just opened one directly across the street from my house. Oh, you're going to so, get so fat. You're so lucky. Dude, I'm already fat, but either way. <laughs> <laughs> like Our- people who say that, that Five Guys is better, those guys are just drunk all the time. Because I went into Five Guys and I walked out, I didn't even buy anything. This guy it was so annoying. They had the radio loud. I couldn't hear what the guy was saying. I was like, you know what? Go back to New York. This guy, the Go author that wrote that wrote the interview, uh, chooses Shake Shack as his that says way better. Okay. And- yes, the Shake Shack burger is better, but you can't compare them because Shake Shack is a sit down place and and it's so much better, higher quality. All right, I've never had Shake Shack, but well, you should because that's pretty good too. In and out is the best, and that's the end of it. I mean, Ken has spoken, you guys. <laughs> it does sound like it. Yeah. Ken. Let me, uh, let me read this email, you guys. Uh, hey, Kevin Bean, this is Michael weighing in from Austin, Texas. He's been streaming the Kevin Bean Show and K-Rock for several years now. I lived in California the first 35 years of my life before moving to Texas. While in Cali, I used to think that In-N-Out was amazing. But after having Whataburger and other Ooh. local burgers, In-N-Out is very average on the burger scale. When In-N-Out opened locations here in Austin on the first day, the place was packed within an hour and a half wait as Texans waited to see what all the hype was about. On day two, it was a ghost town. It has been ever since. Wow. It's a B for burger grade. Sorry, guys. Still love you because you guys are a strong B minus. <laughs> Understood. I mean, that's pretty good for us, right? It is. Um, well however, accepted. he said Cali. So anything right? after that, I was out. <laughs> out. So denied. Denied, In-N-Out Austin. rules. Sorry, Dave. Nope. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Hey, um, I know we have a, a feature due here, but let's uh, let's welcome a beer mug first, or as I like to think of him, legendary hip hopper, the DOC. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear a little bit of "It's Funky Enough" mugs. Would you do that for us? 
I don't know that song, but I know the DOC. <laughs> this is what he sounds like. So what's, what's happening? Well, I was out for the last two days with a massive sinus infection, and with a lot of R&R, it got rid of all the, the mucus in my head, but um, it crushed my vocal cords. Okay, but did you just tell me in the hallway that you took a Z-Pack yesterday? I did, and I might not know how those work. But and I'm... it cleared everything up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so I'm all good. <laughs> So Bugs was thinking that what he's not sick anymore because he took the Z pack yes. yesterday, right? I started. It's a it. magical pill. That's how it works. Instantly, you're healed. It's a lot of pills, actually. Yeah, it's I not. Think... It's right, not right, one right. pill. But that's the thing, Mugs. You don't take one pill and you're good. It's like a couple days that you're still really. Really bad. Well, look, and contagious. So let's yeah. do this, and then you leave. Yeah. Is it just a sinus infection? Because that's not contagious, but that's not a sinus infection, look, dude. Look, the guy said he took a Z-Pack yesterday. He has no idea <laughs> what's wrong with him. <laughs> well, we, we literally have Bugs in a different studio so he doesn't get us sick. But it's time to play Bean Mix This Guess. Bean Mix This Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean Mix This Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Beamix's guess. Yes. All right, I teased earlier that I thought this was gonna be the easiest Beamix's guess ever, and here's why, because you guys know by heart all of the things that can possibly be in this category. Oh, don't tell us that because no, no. then you set it up and now we're idiots if we can't think of it. No, no, literally you know all of the answers to this one. There's not going to be any that are a surprise to you. It's just a question of whether you get them in the right order or not. Emory University, which is in a business school in Atlanta, recently decided to figure out who has the best and worst fans in the NFL. Who has the best fans in the NFL? Now, they used a bunch of criteria for this. They did adjust for market size. Obviously, there's more fans in Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, those big cities, than there are in the smaller markets. So they adjusted for market size, but they looked at three factors. Right. One is fan equity, how much fans spend on their team at the ticket office, buying memorabilia, regalia, things like that. Social equity, how passionate are fans in following their lines, you know, their teams on social media, for instance. And road equity, how well do these teams draw on the road? And I know you've got a bunch of teams that are just blasting into your head right now that you know are just the mega teams of the NFL, the ones that always draw the big fans and always draw the TV ratings. But let's see how many in the top ten you can get. Who has the best fans in the NFL, according to this very uh, scientific-sounding survey? All right. Kevin, we give uh, you the opportunity, as always, to go first. Who do you think has the best fans in the league? The Houston Oilers. <laughs> Why are you Houston not even trying? Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. not even a team. It hasn't been for years, Kevin. <laughs> what? It hasn't been for years. That's absurd. Um, Allie McKay uh, is not up next. Beer Bug is up next. Bugs, who has the best uh, fans in the NFL? I have to say, since they're part. Uh, or they're, they own half the team, the Green Bay Packer fans. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are number nine, oh. believe it or not. Number nine, but that's a great point, is they are a fan-owned NFL team. All right, Alan McKay, you're up. Dallas Cowboys. Number one, yes. Cowboys are the best fans, which is, uh, I hate all Cowboys fans. Absolutely. Right? So it's, it's, it's hard for me to get my wrap my head around that, mm -hmm. but sure. okay. Because they're just bad people. Right. Yeah. All right, Kevin, you're up. I would say Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kevin, they are number 14. <laughs> They're the number list. 14? They're yeah, ahead they of anyone? Should, they should be much lower. Whoa. They should be much they lower. They earned it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beer Bug. 
When all those diehard uh, Buffalo fans brave those games out there, I got to say Bills fans. I got to say the Bills are 18th what? on this list. 18th. Um, I don't get that feeling about the Bills. Yeah, they do have some hardcore fans, but I think they also have a lot of fair weather fans. I don't think they're a stick with uh, through anything like some teams are. All right, Allie, you're up. Uh, Steelers. Uh, yeah, Steelers are number five on the list. Kevin? Thank you. I am going to say, as much as it hurts me, Seattle. Seattle, believe it or not. What? 17th. You know why? Why didn't they hand the ball off? You think that's what did it? Great point. (laughs) I mean, uh, someone who lived in Seattle for a a lot of years, I couldn't believe how rabid the fans of that team were. But you you said this also takes into account traveling and stuff like that, so maybe they're not as strong there. And uh, social media and merchandise and the whole deal. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. All right, this is turning into be a little tougher than I thought it would be. Beerbug, you're up next. As much as we love to hate them, the Raider Nation. Uh, You know what? I would have expected the Raiders, too. That's all we see in Southern California, it seems like. 21st. Can we refer to Muggs now as uh, Marge Simpson from now on? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, Raiders not representing as high as I thought they would. They don't know how to use social media either. That could be part of it. All right, Allie, you're up next. If we're going, like, fan spending social media and travel, mm-hmm. as much as we hate them, mm-hmm. Pats fans. Yeah, the Patriots are number two. Yeah. Number two on the list. Do we need the score? Uh, yes. What, do you, what is the score? Uh, Kevin has none. Muggs has none. I have three. I had one, by the oh, way. Yeah, you yeah, did? Muggs, Muggs did well, have one. Uh, if we're doing top 20, I think, but I think Allie's the only one that got top 10. I thought wow. we were doing top 10. No, I think we so. are. Top 10. And yeah, I got so. a number nine, whatever number nine was. Uh, Packers. Thank uh, Muggs you. Didn't My, have bad, the Packers. Muggs. Yes. My bad, Muggs. My bad. Thank you. Sorry, wow. Wolfman. She is a Pats fan trying to cheat. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. I'm also taping him in the other room. All right, so it's three to one, Allie, right now. Uh, I think you're up now, Kevin. The Toronto Rough Riders. <laughs> why are you even in this game? Are they on the list or no. Uh, no, they're not on the All list. Right. Shoot. All right, Bugs, your final guess, please. Let's go Eagles. Number three, Philadelphia Eagles fans. Bring it in. Yes. Allie also McKay. in the top five for most annoying. Uh, that's true, too. Allie, you have already won the game, but just for fun. Let's see if you can get another one. Well, I'm, I'm debating between two. All right. It's either the Broncos or the Vikings, so I'll go Broncos. Number eight. Well done in the top ten. All right, wow. here's your here's your top ten. <clears throat> 49ers at number 10. Okay. Packers at 9. Broncos. And this one was a surprise to me. It's a small market. The Saints. New Orleans Saints at number oh, 7. That is a big surprise. Yeah. Bears. No way. Six. Bears. Then Steelers. Sure. Giants. 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 And they've Eagle. been trying desperately to get rid of their fan base. <laughs> yeah, they're doing everything they can. And their quarterback, for that matter. Right? Then Eagles, Patriots, and Cowboys. In case you're wondering, by the way, the uh, the uh, Chargers came in at 27th, so they got a lot of work to do. They had quite the upheaval a couple of years ago, sure. moving markets, too. And then the Rams are at 31st. Wow. How's Again, that they also switched cities within the last sure, few years. Sure, that makes sense. So, so it definitely makes it. And a dead last, by the way, is the Titans. They have the worst fan base in all of the Aww. NFL. This has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, I just want to say uh, thanks to the Kevin and Bean listeners who have been posting their photos of the Kevin and Bean t-shirt. That has been awesome. It has been so cool to see, and they, uh, they're they all in the mail right now. So if you ordered the latest limited edition Kevin and Bean uh, billboard artwork t-shirt with our friend uh, Allie Siegel's tremendous artwork. And by the way, how tickled is she, Allie, to see all these photos She's on social media right now? loving it. It's wonderful. I mean, she created that for us, and now it's walking around all over Southern California, which is so awesome. So uh, please do that for us, though, when you get your t-shirt when you first wear it put up a picture we'd love to see it and you sure weren't wrong about kevin bean being right on the boobs man Mm -hmm. i think my favorite one was uh, did these faces make my boobs look big (laughs) (laughs) so uh we appreciate it so definitely uh you know tag us in it when you post your pictures up on social media we'd love seeing how much you're enjoying the t-shirt so uh thanks again it's uh thursday morning the world cup's still going on kevin we're almost out of the uh, group stage thank god and we almost get to the point in the t- competition where you lose and you go home. No more ties anymore, right? Saturday, yep, no ties. So this feature is not even about soccer, but it's about all the awesome stuff that's going on in Russia right now. It's time for another Kevin and Bean World Cup date. World Cup dates. We're going to talk about the World Cup. World Cup dates. We're going to let you know what it's on. Going to talk some soccer and some people call it football. World Cup dates. Is on the air. Okay. Pretty, pretty exciting. All right. Our first story. All right. Got to peter it out there. Uh, our first story is uh, The Simpsons. Predicted, And by the way, The Simpsons sort of has this reputation because in 2000, they had a sign on their show, it was on TV or something, that said President Donald Trump mm-hmm. in 2000. Yes. There's a, there's a list of like 30 things that are now have come true that The Simpsons had on their show years before. It's insane. Now they're finding a Simpsons episode from 1997, and it had a soccer tournament on the TV, mm-hmm. and it was the finals of the World Cup, and it was Mexico, and it was Portugal. So now everybody's going, how do they know? Was that Both the last still World in Cup? It. No, no, no. It wasn't at all. It was 1997. So, so that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying 2000, they said Donald Trump. That didn't mm-hmm. happen for a long time. Right, right. All right. They just so, put it out there. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'm just saying. There okay. are a lot of people that love the fact that they're doing that. A lot of people I mean, look, are saying... A yes. lot of people are saying that's right. If it ends up being Mexico and Portugal, is that possible, Kevin? With the uh, I, with the divisions mm, that they're in, I'm not positive. If it ends up being Mexico and Portugal, though, I think that's pretty cool. If the Simpsons uh, had that on the show, pretty cool. That's insane. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> uh, the next story comes out of Spain. Uh, siesta hours preventing Spain from watching daily World Cup openers. Apparently, the timing of the opening game conflicts with their siesta. God, I love that country. So. They nap, uh-huh. and they hang out, and they take their little siesta instead of watching maybe one of the opponents they're going to have to play. Interesting. They literally miss it. Huh. And then there's another one while they're training, so they only get to watch one, and that's during dinner, so they might watch or they might not watch. I don't think they oh care much. <laughs> I don't think they care much. Uh, here is a, a weird story that's tied into the soccer. Um, 
England is playing Belgium today, right? That's right. Okay. So what happens is in the group stage, if everybody's tied, it comes down to all of these tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. How many goals you scored? How many goals people scored against you? If you play head-to-head, how many blah, blah, blah. They will be tied in every single category. If, oh. If they tie. Whoa. So then it comes down to tiebreaker after tiebreaker. The first sixth, they're all tied in. So it will come down to the seventh, which is how many yellow and red cards did you get? Which is, for, of course, for misbehaving. It's like a technical in basketball. Right. You get two, you get kicked out. So they say that's a bad thing. All right. So now these two teams are thinking, okay, we're either going to play Brazil or Mexico. And mm-hmm. no disrespect to Mexico, but... We would rather play Mexico. Okay. So they're saying that this game, neither of these teams will want to be first. Oh, no. Because they would, uh, or uh, or second, because mm-hmm. they would have to play Brazil. Right. Instead of Mexico, it would be an easier game. Right. So people are saying that to make sure that happens, they're going to try to get, to get more yellow cards. No. To cause more fouls so that they can then in the next round... Play. Have an easier game. Have an easier game. What time is that game on? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's the game I want to watch. <laughs> what time is that game on, B? Uh, it's 11 o'clock. 11 All o'clock. Right. And so uh, they're both going to be trying to throw it. I, I think so. I mean, they have to win. Right. But if they tie and they throw it more successfully, mm. then they'll move on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Which is one of the weirdest things ever. Yeah. Seems like a bad system. It by does, the way. yes. Uh, and speaking of uh, amazing things that happened, I do have to talk about Mexico and South Korea yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I know most pe- people don't care that much about soccer, so I'm going to go through the highlights as quickly as possible. Mexico played Sweden, and they needed a tire win to move on. And this is the first Sweden goal. Here comes across the strike. So one nothing to Sweden, and then so two nothing to Sweden, and then. So three nothing to Sweden. So Mexico Mexico supporters bummed. Yeah, really bummed because sure. they had a good run. They won two games. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, six oh, points yeah. get you in. I, I was watching. I was seeing some of that video on the news of the the watch the viewing parties that were going on during the game, and you've never seen a sadder group of Mexicans than now, watching the, their their team flame out in this final game. Af- by the way, after winning two games, six points almost always gets you through. This right. is a weird situation. But everybody sort of forgot about uh, Korea, South Korea playing mm-hmm. Germany. And Germany had to win to have this all happen. And obviously Germany There's was going to win. There's no way Korea was going to win. They right. had zero points yeah. in the tournament. They hadn't won a single game. They hadn't even tied a single game. Okay. And they were playing the last World Cup champions. Yeah, the defenders. So tied at 90 minutes... How is that possible? No one has scored yet. Yeah. And then in like the 92nd minute. Towards the near post, bouncing around dangerously. And South Korea have scored. Can you believe it? Empty net to shoot at. It's going to be a long run. And then here's the Japanese, I'm sorry, the uh, Korean announcer. At the end, they just go, ah! So they, they weren't into it. <laughs> so Korea beat Germany. Okay. At which point, all Mexican fan re- fans realized, if Germany's not in it, that means we go through to the knockout stage anyway. Oh, wow. So they turned around. They were so bummed. They started celebrating. They went out. They found Korean fans high-fiving. Aww. They were putting up pictures of, of, a, of a hybrid Mexican-Korean flag on Twitter. 
even in Mexico, they were celebrating. They went to the consulate and they got the consulate general, uh-huh. the, the head guy at the consulate in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And he came out to say hi to all the fans who were chanting outside. And they picked him up and they were throwing him over their heads. Stop! Yes, it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Aww. Like how many times has that guy, the consulate right. guy, mm-hmm. been thrown up in the air on someone's shoulders? Never. I'd go never, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it was crazy. Aww. And then you saw both fans celebrating together. A 22-year-old Mexican fan said, honestly, I don't even know where Korea is, but I love them so much. This is so great. <laughs> and Korea doesn't go through, mm-hmm. but they beat the last World Cup champion, and so they were excited about it as well. So Germany's out? They're out, yes. Germany? Yes. <gasps> this is the uh, the earliest they've been bumped from a World Cup tournament since 1938. <gasps> Yeah. So this team's had a pretty good run. And Korea did it. So Korea and Mexico are now best friends. Oh, that's nice. And that's awesome. K-Rock. Hey, um, last night was the Super Secret Smashing Pumpkin show at the Troubadour. Uh, Dave King of Mexico was there. Dave, uh, real quick, what's your review of seeing the uh, three-fourths of the original band plus more on stage together at the Troub? About 400 people there seeing the Pumpkin show. It was so great to see them. Uh, their set list was amazing. There were songs that we haven't heard in a long time, like Drown, Soma. Uh, it's just so good to see them all back together. And what about the hits? They play some of their big ones? All their big ones. And even oh, the, the fan favorites that are kind of like deep cuts, right. they were playing them all. Wow. Oh, what a fun night. And then uh, Davey Havoc from uh, AFI comes out, and he uh, sits in with the band and sings the Joy Division song Transmission, which is one of my favorite songs. And they did that as uh, the first encore. And uh, that's, the, um, uh, that's a one-of-a-kind uh, thing to see in person. Yeah. place like the Trooper. Cool. It's very cool. So yesterday we were giving away tickets to that on the show, sending some K-Rock listeners to see the concert last night. And we met a listener, and we all fell very deeply in love with him. This is uh, going to get us on the topic of awesome names. We were trying to play a game <laughs> called Just a Second, and the guy told us that his name was Justice, and Bean stopped all the proceedings yeah. <laughs> because he had a lot of questions. Justice in Echo Park. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. That is an awesome name. Justice. Uh- yeah, I was named after uh, the And Justice for All album. That's where my parents met. I love that. that. That's wow. the coolest yeah. name story ever. <laughs> hey, you guys, we have, a, we have a game. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, I, just gonna, wanted, okay. I just want to chat with right. Justice for a while. His, we're going to play parents. a clip, a one-second clip of a Smashing Pumpkin song. <laughs> hey, hang on, before you do that. Uh, Justice, do you have any uh, siblings with similarly interesting names, or are you the only cool kid in the family? Uh, my sister's name is Jamin. Jamin? Jamin. Where's that from? Yeah. Uh, I guess it was, like, my aunt's, like, friend's name at the time. And Not like, as cool. Yeah, that yeah. sucks for her. <laughs> Not as cool. Wow. What if they Not just misheard cool. Bob Marley? We'd be jamming. Jamming it is. So that went on, and then we did eventually get to a game. Yeah, did he win? I don't even remember. I don't either. Okay. <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think he did, yeah. So what we want is unique names that have a great backstory. Mm-hmm. Now, what we don't want is... Luke, because you're a big Star Wars fan. Right. Because everybody can sort of understand, see where it comes from. They know you're a fan and blah, blah, blah. So there's no real story there. Right. I was surprised by Justice's story because I thought, I'm going to mock this guy because that's a terrible name. 
Then he went with Metallica, and right. I was like, all right, well, that's great. So Well, weird. I yeah. mean, if his parents had been lawyers and they were just really into justice... Not as Dull, cool. Right. Not as cool. Right. If they had been just huge, like, uh, comic book fans... Agreed. And it was like a truth, justice in the American way, you know, eh, it's okay. But naming it after a Metallica album? Now we're talking. Turned it around. We all loved mm-hmm. him. So are we looking for people who have been named after cool things? I think you have a unique name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be one that we've heard of or not, but the backstory is what's important. Yeah. Okay. And nothing um, obvious, like I just said with Luke, Leia. How about, you know, how about if you're named was, Darth, you know. We this don't. was a real guy. His last name was Knight, and his parents named him Jed, first name, middle initial I. So his name is Jed I Knight. Now, would he mm. qualify as being cool? I don't think so. You just about, because the answer is he's a big fan. That's it. How about this real-life person named Jurassic Park? But why would he be named that? See, there's no backstory here. Mm. His name is Jurassic Park. The backstory matters. How about Bud Light? Would you be excited by a guy named Bud Light? Um, (laughs) Yes, only in that I know he's a partier. (laughs) These are are real (laughs) names that people have, by the way. How about if your last name was Dactyl? What do you think they named Dactyl? Her name is Pterodactyl. Yeah, That's the greatest. No, it isn't. Oh, if I was named Pterodactyl, <laughs> How about it? <laughs> you would make that noise yeah. and that would be great for you everyone? You'd be like, what's your name again? You heard me. <laughs> All right, guys. Your last, your family name is Bacon. What do you name your son? So good. Um, Ham and? You name your son Chris, middle initial P. He is Crispy Bacon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, the backstory is your parents love bacon. Mm -hmm. Okay, so not not what we're looking for. I think the backstory is more important than the name. Okay, so 1-800-520-1067. You have an awesome name or a a good name that has an awesome backstory, right? That's what we're looking for? Yes, yes. Taking your calls, 1-800-520-1067. Should we take one real quick before the break? Sure. All right, why don't we make it, um, well, let's try Sasan. I assume it's pronounced Sasan. Maybe I'll find out I'm wrong here. Good morning. Good morning. How do you say your name? I'm named after, my name's Hassan. Hassan. Okay. And, it is Hassan. Um, Go ahead. Yes, it's not Hassan with an H. Right. We heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. S-A-S-A-N. All right. We got and, it. Um, <laughs> well, trust me. I've had many bathrooms. I'm sure. Do you right. have a backstory for your name? <laughs> I mean, we pronounced it right from the beginning. You're yelling at us. <laughs> What's the backstory? I've had an entire lifetime of it. So what? You guys have only seen it for You're unbelievable. I've had a lifetime. All right, of it. great chat with you. Bye now. Oh no, was he I named mean, after the jeans? Ooh la la, Sasan. That's Sasu. No, that's Sasu. Oh. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we'll never know the backstory because he wouldn't tell us. All right, <laughs> encounters are one call. So why don't we try? Uh, <laughs> it was on Nin- Ninaki? Ninaki, line three. Uh, yeah, that's me. That's is me. it is it Ninaki or Naneki? It's actually Ninaki. Naneki. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can honestly say you're the first Nineki I have ever spoken with my whole life. That is an unusual name. Is it something your parents made up? It is not. It's actually an. It's actually like a phrase. It's or it's either a phrase or a goddess. It means I love you, but it's really weird spelling too. Okay. How do you spell it? N i n e q u i. Boy, is your life a, a living nightmare? Yeah, is that good or bad? It's it's really bad. It's it's bad. Because everybody that you tell your name, they go, what? And then you have to explain it to them? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, 
school sucks because people don't ever get my name. I, I get, like, through weeks of telling teachers my name, and then I get a sub, and they're like, what's your name again? <laughs> what do – your name is awfully long. What do people call you for short? Um, hey, you or Necky? Necky. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Well, I'm sorry, and I, and I hope you never spoke with your parents again once you got old enough to leave the house. Yeah. What did you think about Sasan not telling his, us his backstory? I mean, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for the call. We're going to take a break. 1-800-520-1067. We'll be right back. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Let's take one phone call. We're talking about uh, unique names and their backstories. Let's go to Gilbert. Hi there. Hey. How's it going, everyone? Great. Thanks. We're good. You uh, named your daughter what? Vienna Berlin. Vienna Berlin. Okay, so you have a map. We got that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's named so after the, the city? Uh, yeah, the backstory is that my wife and I were traveling Europe, and, you know, we were, we were making a baby throughout Europe, and uh, she could have been conceived in either Vienna or in Berlin. So, Vienna <laughs> okay. Berlin. I hope, you don't, I hope that's not your story to her. Yeah, I was just thinking every time your kid sees or writes or thinks of her name, she thinks about mom and dad doing it. Hey, you know what? We're good looking people. It's all good. She'll, she'll know that. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a nightmare for her. But at least you smile. Honestly, I think it will inspire her to travel. It, it's a good backstory. She, it's a nice breaker for her, so we're doing her a favor, too. All right. Wow, that's you, nice of you. You think that. It'll inspire her to travel and get banged in Europe. I'll tell you that. <laughs> what is wrong hey, with you? Well, I mean, <laughs> you're talking about his daughter. It's, but it's true. What's wrong with you? Look, the apple doesn't far fall from the tree, right? All right, Gilbert, thank you for the call. Thank you. What? We, we appreciate it. This <laughs> guy's... I got aggressive fast, didn't right? I? What if your name was Ass Whore? That's a good question, Jed. It's <laughs> a good question. I'd like to hear the backstory on that one. <laughs> All right, so 1-800-520-1067. We're taking your calls on unusual names and their backstory. We had Justice on the phone yesterday, whose parents named him after the Metallica album and Justice for All. And we just thought that was the coolest, so we thought we'd find out who else was out there. I think you guys are going to like some of these a lot. Let's start with uh, Mackenzie, line six, please. Up first here on the Kevin Bean Show, calling us from L.A. Hey, Mackenzie. Morning, guys. First time, long time. Thank you, oh. and thank you. Check you out. So this is finally the topic that brought you to the phone. We appreciate that. Why is Mackenzie such an interesting name for you? So I was originally uh, named Patricia, and so my initials were PMS. Good, um, excellent. I guess <laughs> six months later after I was born, my mom saw the... Uh, Buds McKenzie uh, Budweiser commercial, I believe. Uh, Like that instead, so switched my name. So now I've got McKenzie as my first name. That is the best backstory ever. You could have been Spuds, by the way. I kind of wish she was Spuds a little bit. (laughs) kind of wish I was, too. Oh, Spuds. I I wonder how often that happens, that parents change a kid's name after, you know, after the first day. Really? Usually you pick a name and stick with it. That is really interesting. So do you like the name Mackenzie? I think it's very pretty. Yeah. I absolutely love it because my mom is no longer with me. So it's one Aww. of those names that I really, really, really like. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you for listening and thank you for finally calling. We really appreciate it. Let's go to line one. This is going to be Anaheim. Believe it or not, the listener's name is Ansis. Ansis is on the line. Are we saying that right? Ansis? Yep. Ansis. Oh. Hi, An- guys. Hi there. So your name is Ansis. Yeah, my mom was uh, visiting Salem, Massachusetts, and she was in one of the graveyards. She
she saw the name Anstice on one of the gravestones and wrote it down. And then a few months later, she was pregnant. And she said, I have this really cool name. And that's the hit. That's the story. What if it was have the you, name of a witch? Yeah, have you looked it up? Is it a name of one of the witches? We actually did look it up. It's Anstice Darby. She was actually the daughter of a pirate. And he was, the pirateer mate was one of America's first millionaires. Okay, that's the coolest ever. And have you gone back to the graveyard to see it? I haven't, but it's definitely on my bucket list. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. For sure. I, I'm going to say that works out. That checks all the boxes. I love answers. it. All right. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it so much. Let's go to... Oh, did I do that? No, oh, I did. Okay. Let's go to uh, Katie Line 4, please, Santa Ana. All right. This is going to be one of those first name, last name combinations. So we're going to have to decide whether we'll allow it or not. All right. Katie, hi. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My daughter's named after the Clash. Her name is London Colin. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> London Colin. Wait, is Colin your last name? No, it's her middle name. London With a y. Colin. I don't so, hate it. I kind of like it. But you love it. I do. I sort of really like do. it. Yeah. But you love it. I love right. It. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Why are you arguing with us? We love it. I'm just excited that you love it as much as we do. All right. Thank, thank you very much. Why all the digging, by the way? What's happening with all the digging? I'm saying we'll allow it. it. Yeah. Oh, we'll allow it. Okay, we'll gotcha. We'll allow it. All right. Wow, this is, uh, this she is fun. She was great, but you love but it. You, love it. <laughs> you guys we were saying right. we love it. Yeah. You guys want to meet uh, my new friend, Portia Frisbee? Would you like to meet Portia Frisbee? She's please. online, yes, too. Please. Call her from Santa Ana. Hey, Portia Frisbee. Hey there. How, how are you? We're good. Uh, how did that name come about? So, um, my mom was a big fan of Shakespeare. Same. So, I'm definitely not named after the car. Okay. Um, so, Portia is from Merchant of Venice. Uh, super strong um, female character, strong heroine. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't take any crap from anybody. And Shakespeare loved the frisbee. Oh, we all know so. that. Right? <laughs> and last name not spelled like the toy at all. Okay. So imagine all the super fun names growing up with that. Sure. Yeah. And then to top it all off, it gets even better. Um, my mom planned for me to... Uh, be born on Valentine's Day by C-section. Right. And um, then her water broke anyways. So I was just meant to be screwed from the get-go. Huh. Oh, right. and I work at an automotive shop. Okay. okay, I'm not getting, make, I'm not drawing <laughs> not all the connections between the. I'm not trying. I get the Porsche and the automotive shop. I'm not sure about the Valentine's Day. Okay, C-section. that's okay because we'll leave it there with Porsche Frisbee. Okay. That's a, we're, we'll, we'll allow no, it. That's okay. okay. Yeah, we'll okay. allow that. Okay. All right, let's try Oscar, line three. His story, his story involves his grand, grandfather in, at wartime, right? Hey, Oscar. Hey, how's it going, guys? I must have to say I love the show. Party people, you're amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, so my great-great-grandfather, when the French invaded Mexico, he met this dude at a cantina. And you know nothing happens at a cantina that's good. Right, sure. <laughs> So he meets this this Frenchman, gets to drinking with him, tells him his name, just Palafuchs, and then he's all like, huh, I really like that name. What was so it? Gets him more drunk, just feeds him more drinks. Okay. Takes him outside and then just murders the man, takes what? his last name for himself because he's all like, I love it that much. Wait. I'm the only one that's going to have it in Mexico. Okay, wait. Um, At some point in that story, was there murder? Yeah. <laughs> okay. A little bit. Just a little bit. Why did anyway, he have to what? kill the guy to take his last name? 
I think it had more to do with the tequila. I the actual see. Name. I got you. Gotcha. know when you drink tequila, you murder a man <laughs> sure. for his name? Right. Murder. Yeah, happens all know, the time. So your great grandfather <laughs> killed a dude, took his name, changed the family name to that name, and it, it's still the name today that runs in your family? Still the name today. Yeah, my great my grandmother told me this story, and my great grandmother told me this story because I was curious. I was like, how do we have this non Hispanic last name where everyone is Gomez? Gomez, Lupez, Lopez. That's but we're all awesome. of a sudden Palafox. I'm sorry, that's awesome. That is right. You know who doesn't think it's story. awesome? Oh, Frenchie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always worried the family's going to track us down. Like, <laughs> right. Last we have to get them back. <laughs> All right. I think you are the winner, sir. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening to the Kevin and Bean Show. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jim Jeffries, comedian, joining us in the next hour. Very excited about that. He's the host of the Jim Jeffrey Show. Yes, oddly enough. And he has a new Netflix special that's amazing coming out on the 13th of July. We love Jim. We're happy to welcome him back to K-Rock. That's coming up right after Allie's What's Happening for this Thursday. Remember when Bean posted that picture of what looked like a bionic hand on Twitter? Yeah, I thought it was fake. It looked fake. Uh-huh. Apparently, it was taken like mid-surgery. On Tom Morello's hand, if you look at the picture, and and I'll say don't, let us just describe it. (laughs) It's like this flap of skin on the top of his hand open, and then this metal in the middle. It's insane looking. That's the part that looks like it's bionic. Absolutely. It's really weird. And you were saying what, Bean? He did it uh, last week? Yeah, that surgery, I think, was like like a week ago today, I think. So, uh, you play the guitar? Yeah, you take some time off, right? I would, I would hope so. Yes, I mean, I would think with that kind of surgery where they're actually inserting metal yes. into your hand, maybe, maybe a couple of weeks or a month. Well, not Tom Morello. Well, okay. However, he did ask for a little bit of assistance. This will happen Tuesday night in Stockholm. Last Thursday, I fractured my hand and broke it in two. And the doctor said, "There's no way you guys are going to be able to go on tour." I said, "There are some crazy ass mother." And Sweden, we need to see this. Shit. So sneak it back together and make sure I'm at that show. So here I am, five days later, rocking it to the best of my abilities. But I gotta tell you, my arm's getting a little tired right now. Is there anybody out there who knows how to play any Rage Against the Machine songs? That's gotta be my man. Come on up. Come on up. Let's hear it from Mike. I'm gonna take a little break with his hand. Mike's gonna try to rock some. Not buying it. I, I saw the video. That's Mike. Right. I'm not buying it. I, he's a random guy in yeah, the crowd, though. That's I will too say good. This. Not only random guy in the crowd, right in the front, just lifted right over the barricade. Dude ran up, ran right for the guitar tech in the corner, and then started playing that. 
That was how great. How lucky are you? <laughs> or how did you set it up with your friend Mike Svensson before the show? Either way, it was a great moment. Sure. It was really cool to watch, but... It's crazy that he played five days later. That yeah. I That's feel insane. like his doctor is probably calling him. <laughs> like that was really dumb. His doctor Don't. probably knows Tom Morello. Yeah, so he can't really. And uh, and Mike Svensson, by the way, is not some kid who just noodles by himself in his room. He obviously had a lot of experience being on stage because yeah. he's. I mean, he's all over that stage and and posing and doing the whole deal. He, he he's in a he's got to be in a band at least. I would think he's someone Tom Morello knew, and they just put him up front. But either way, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, the guy's cool. stage presence is phenomenal. Here's the thing, Tom. I learned this a long time ago. You never let someone even nearly as good as you fill in. Oh, because now right? people are going to go, what about that what Tom about guy? that guy, right? Tom's got the hurt hand. And for me, it's not so. hard. Um, so I'm fine, but Tom, don't... <laughs> Okay, just mark that down. Go ahead. But Tom Morello. I mean, just, yeah. We don't need to see Mike Svensson, new band member. I don't think Prophets he's going to replace Rage. Tom. I'm very concerned for Tom. No, I think Tom's good. I'm going to tweet him. We got to get... You know what we need? We need Oscar, that caller whose grandpa took out that <laughs> Frenchie. <laughs> I feel like it's in Oscar's blood. Do a little murder, right? Head I don't know that that's needed. I don't... No? No, I think Tom's okay. fine. All right. Yeah. Listen, I'm just putting it out there. Okay. Remember when James Corden did his whole trip to England? Yep. Did show ratings bonanza. Oh, really? He had the highest ratings that he's had in a year. The last highest ratings? The last time he went home to London. I feel like maybe James should just do a show from London because it seems to be good. I think it uh, also helps when you do carpool karaoke with the most recognizable sure. human on the planet. Well, that's the only thing I would say is that if you do it from there full time, your guests are not going to be as fantastic right. if you do it there yeah. one week. Right. He had great guests all week long, and it was a real, real fun week. I don't, I'm don't. i a perfect example of somebody who doesn't watch James Corden on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I taped that whole week and really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And no matter, you guys, how many times Jimmy Page and Robert Plant say they're never going to do another Led Zeppelin reunion We keep thinking it's possible. I'm ready to stop asking. I'm not. Okay. The UK's Daily Mail says odds makers are already taking bets on Led Zeppelin with Jason Bonham as the headlining giggers, Glastonbury 2019. So headlining Glastonbury, they are in the running there, the top odds makers. Who's with me, right? Hmm. 50th anniversary next summer. I mean, it It all makes sense. Perfectly. Sure. Other favorites to headline that massive outdoor it, festival, Fleetwood it, Mac, Beach Boys, Elton John, Rolling Stones. Here's the thing. I remember saying, all I want is a Led Zeppelin reunion. Just right. once. I just want to see them once. I was too young to ever see them. Right. I need to see them. And right. I remember being saying that Robert Plant just doesn't have the voice anymore. I thought, it, plus, just so over it. Oh, totally yeah. over it. But when you're getting thrown gazillions of dollars for just maybe one show. He doesn't need the money, Allie. (sighs) Everyone needs money, Bean. It's America. Oh. (laughs) There's a lot wrong with that statement. Okay, all right. (laughs) But here's my point. My friend was at Arroyo Seco Mm -hmm. last weekend and was sending me clips of Robert Plant doing Zeppelin songs. And they were freaking incredible. Because he's picking the acoustic-based Zeppelin songs. 
You don't see him doing cashmere. You don't see him doing a whole lot of love. He you did a whole him... lot of love, sucker. Eat did he it. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. But I bet he, I bet he brought the I bet he brought it down a lot though from the from where Dude, he was. Wet blanket. Come on now. No, Why I'm... do you hate rubber plants so much? Because I'm telling you, I don't think he wants to do it. A and I and I honestly don't think he has the voice to do those songs justice like they did the last time they got back together in what 2007 or something like that. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, do what is and what should never be. Do go into California. Do the kind of taking it down songs. Mm-hmm. Babe, I'm going to leave you. Do those. Mm-hmm. Then when you do do the whole lot of loves and the, what is it, bad dog? Black, black dog. dog. Right. <laughs> I had a black dog. He was very bad. Do the black dogs. Those songs, maybe you bring out. That guy, Tom, like, that was playing the guitar. Tom, no, what was uh, his Mike name? Svensson. Mike Svensson. Bring, Bring him out. Bring out, you know, more singers, whatever. You're still seeing freaking Led Zeppelin up okay. there. Okay, all right. Bean, I need it to happen, and I feel like you're what's standing in the way. It's not. I'm not I promise I'm not. I don't think the band cares that Bean's No, I they're don't. like, if Bean's in, we'll do oh, it. We're going to listen to this segment, and that will be the deciding factor. Jesus I mean, yeah. Okay. The one thing I will say that this reunion has going in its favor that a lot of reunions don't is that the the members of the band still seem to get along. They still seem to conduct business together. You know, right. they just announced that big 15th anniversary book book coming out together. Now you're arguing against your original no, position. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is at least that is one step in the right direction. You've got guys that don't hate each other. Right. right. So, I mean, look, I'd be happy if it happens if it's good. That's all. I don't think there's any reason to do it if it's not going to be good. And, yes, you don't have John Bond. Him, what's the next best thing? Oh, I don't know his seed. Right? Sure. His kid. Go, 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 go. Let's do this. And don't forget, Dave Grohl has has an offer out on the table forever to say, whenever Led Zeppelin wants to play, I'm your guy. Yep. He wants that job bad. To play the drums? To play the drums for Led yes. Zeppelin. Yeah. I feel like that's just rude to Jason Bonham, though. Okay. Look. Listen, I'm going to work through this, but okay. give us a call right now. No, if you no, think it's no, no call no, at all. No calls. No. Zero calls. All right. So <laughs> birthdays for you. Felicia Day, Kathy Bates, John Cusack, Elon Musk, Rob Deerdick, and the greatest man to ever walk the face of the earth. I want to watch Jeopardy. I want to eat soup. And I want to sit in a recliner and just talk to you, Mel Brooks. That's all I want. Make my dream come true. I love you, Mel Brooks. Happy birthday. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. I just got a, I got a shiver down my spine when Jim Jeffries said he travels 140,000 that, well, miles a year. That's only within America. I also travel internationally. Well, how does so that not add to I'm, the miles? Yeah, I know, but that's that's just on my de- that's just on Delta I do that. That's not wow. including when I'm doing other airlines. I do well over 200,000. So you never have to pay for a flight at this point, right? No, I don't have to pay. It's all points. It's all points, though. I have points, but then you can't claim them off your tax. So the points are for holidays, and I don't have enough time to have a holiday. So So you can't use the points on the holiday. I have (laughs) 1.4 million miles in points. (gasps) Okay, and if you're not using them, 
Can you sell it? Yeah, you can gift still them. They're not guys. You know, I go on like a trip. Like I took me and my son to Australia, sort of first class, and that sort of that, first that, class. That ate up about four hundred thousand or something. Is there a part in your mind where you go, okay, one day I'm not going to be making any money anymore, and I'm going to be so no, happy I, to have these points? It's going to be Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> that, that day's rapidly coming. But Jim, uh, forgive me for being ignorant, but now that you, I mean, now that you have your own show on yes. Comedy Central, which I know isn't the highest paying network in uh, the world, no. But- and you're also you got a big Netflix deal with those specials. Do you still have to do as much stand up as you used to? Well, stand up pays more than television. You know, you make more money. Stand up pays more than Comedy Central. Yeah, it pays more <laughs> than Comedy Central. Yeah, so you yeah. Ha- you have to go out and actually do that because otherwise, what's the point of doing the TV show? Because you got to they they sort of feed each other. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what's the point of doing the TV show? I'm you know I'm changing the hearts and minds of Americans everywhere. And that's why I do it. I do want to give you a compliment, and I don't want to say it the wrong way, but when you start. Started, hosting a TV show is very, very different than yes. doing stand-up. And it was, you know, you could tell you were feeling your way through. You're great at it now. Yeah, I know. But then all the people that I lost at the beginning aren't watching the show now. So I'm but a, you're I'm, great now. If you watched an early episode, watch one now. I'm, I'm good at it now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were bad in the first one. I didn't one. say Maybe bad. I just you didn't this. know really when to lean in right. and do the seat thing. You're oh, great no, at the, the, seat, the seat thing now. Thing. I'm, I'm, that's, my, yeah. that's my calling card. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I lean back on the lazy boy. <laughs> Not even the lazy boy, it's just a normal recliner. Now, I have a question for you, Jim, because uh, you, you, you are political, as everyone should be in this day and age. There's plenty to be political about. Do you feel like you have ever changed anyone's mind on an issue that is important to you? Um, I think I've been uh, there at the tipping point. If someone's been thinking about becoming an atheist or thinking about gun control or something, I maybe given them a few good arguments to have at a dinner party, but I don't think I've ever, like, found a gun-toting Christian who lives in the Bible Belt and, I'm, like, changed that person's I'm mind. I'm selling my gun today because Jim Jeffries <laughs> right. changed my and, mind. And I, and I also don't think those people... Do. I, I, well, I, I think they don't listen to me, but they do. They, they listen and then they get angry and they write to me every day. I'm sure. What a terrible human being I am. You did an entire, <laughs> almost an entire show on the immigration at the, at the southern border. And it mm. was... Um, Mostly not funny, but great. It, it, well, it, it, well it's, it's very hard. To it was do. great. It's about kids being torn away from their parents, and it's hard to make a lot of jokes. You know, we made some nice Nazi references at the beginning. You did a good Nazi chunk. But then you even chunk. came back. Like it was fascinating when you interviewed the guy that was working down there and had quit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you came back and you go, "This show's really funny." Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> Maybe as a chaser, you watch that show and then you chase it with the Amsterdam sex robot. The sex robot. <laughs> That's my robot. favorite. We, we lied a little bit, the sex robots. Because we, we, no, we didn't lie, but the guy was from Barcelona. We just spent the day in Amsterdam. We flew him to us, but we acted okay. we acted like we flew to Barcelona. <laughs> like, we, like we put more effort. No, we flew him to us. Um, yeah, the sex robot and the old, uh, the, the I can say this, the Fucken twins. Which sure, that's is, their, their name. name yeah. That's their, their name, name, right? That's their name, the mm-hmm. Fucken twins. The oldest prostitutes in the world. Their hands are arthritically shaped to... They're already in position. They're already in position. To use a pen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Use a large, thick pen. (laughs) Bragger? Yeah, mostly. (laughs) One of them looks like it could use... Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably Uh, enough. No, no, we got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And one of them's called Loose Loose Fockin'. Right, and she okay had, again. That's a name, people. That's a name. It's a real name. It's uh-huh. a Dutch name. Right, and she had no idea why that name was hysterical. 
Like, out of the... Well, she said at one stage that she'd had sex with over 300,000 people. I was like, wow, that's a lot of people. But then I did the math, and it, like, it didn't, it didn't play out. Like, at the most, she'd shagged, like, 80,000. Yeah, there's no way. She, yeah, so, you know, like, it has to be, like... And even then, it's, like, 10 a day and not taking Christmas off. And... <laughs> Christmas probably a busy day for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her and her sister would stay... They still, they're still working. They're, no, they're, they're not. How old are they? I think they're... Almost eighty, if not eighty. Oh, oh no. my God! They, they were nope. they were they were there when the Americans liberated them from World War Two. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and are still showing their appreciation no, to American tourists. Yeah, they were they were four or five back then, and uh, then that's how they got into the trade. All the soldiers. <laughs> no. Got, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not, but they uh, they uh, they were nice ladies. I liked them a lot. They um, they they me too the hell out of me. They, I have some claims. Every time oh, I they see. came at you. You have claimed okay. that they claimed were too aggressive. Them. Yes. I got gotcha. you. Every time we went to take a photo, they were grabbing me with their arthritic hands. And having a... <laughs> Are you sure they had control of them? Yeah. I don't... <laughs> 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 Look, I'm not even sure if they were awake in the photos, but, but uh, they were definitely grabbing at me. I would like to play a clip from your Comedy Central show and ask you about using Brad Pitt as your weather guy. Right, sure. Because it's awesome. Welcome back, weatherman. Calls him weatherman. Doesn't call him Brad at all. So, so what's the forecast? The forecast is, we're all going to die, and there'll be no one left to remember our stories. Thank you, as always, weatherman. Sure thing, Jim. How did that come about? Um, he, I think, look, I, I hear he went through a divorce. You right? heard that? Uh, okay. Yeah, it was in the paper, right? Yeah, yeah, there was some, a little bit of uh, him going through a divorce. I, I think what happened was... He just stopped sort of watching regular TV, from what I can gather, and he, he got really into Netflix. Oh, because he didn't want to see his story everywhere. Right? Yeah, yeah he, okay. just, he just was done with the entertainment news and that type of stuff. So Netflix, Netflix doesn't have adverts, and um, he had uh, he had um, he, he started watching a lot of stand-up specials, and he re- really got into me and Bill Burr. Wow! And so, so then, like, I kept on going down. We had the same management, and they go. Brad Pitt was just down here and he was talking about you and he really likes you. Right, that, you go, right? yeah. And I'm like, going, it's great. They go, you guys should have dinner sometime. I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Because who could believe that? Yeah, and so what happened in the end was um, Netflix, uh, he had a movie, War Machine, come out and they said, they said to him, they go, oh, who would you like to have interview you as an extra feature? Now, that was the first interview I've ever done. And he said, Jim Jeffries, right? And I was like, so they, they go, you're going into Netflix to interview Brad Pitt. <laughs> and and I, I'm, I'm getting good at interviewing now, but back then I was pretty nervous. And then we, we had a meal together, right? Me and Brad, <laughs> I sat and ate a meal. Are you dating? Well, we were for a briefly. Yeah. Anyway, so so then what happened was after I did this appalling interview, I think I was shaking the whole time, and they go, um, they go, oh, Brad says he'll do something on your show, right? And so I was like, sure again. I, I said to my management, I said, and, and I, I said, oh, well, how about he straight away, like off the cuff, I went, how about he becomes my weatherman. Right. Which you, of course, don't need for any reason. Right, yeah, for no reason. <laughs> or, I said, or a sports guy, or the financial guy, or whatever. But I, I think weather guy was the first first pick. Mm-hmm. And my management, Alex, bless him, he was there going, please don't do this because I'll get in trouble <laughs> because I'm not his manager and, and Bernie Brillstein or whatever the, the head guy. I think Too much high I, power I, around I think, Brad Pitt. I think, I think that guy's dead. But anyway, <laughs> so, so they go, uh, they, go, they, go uh, they don't want him doing this. Why don't you talk about, like... 
how he uh, built rebuilt houses in New Orleans after the the hurricane, or maybe talk about adoption and, and getting you know his kids and that type of stuff. Yeah, something useful, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's also I was of the opinion well, that's stupid. If you want to see Brad Pitt talk, we have a lot of footage of this. Yeah, you can see him anywhere. It. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can see it anywhere. So I so I said so I rang up because I was told by my manager. And I said really sheepishly. I said, oh, well, you could, I could talk to you about houses in New Orleans, and he's like this, no. No, no. He's like chewing gum and doing whatever Brad Pitt does. And he's like, no, no, no. I go, or you could be my weatherman. He goes, love it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Brad Pitt. That's awesome. So, so, so are you guys friends now? Well, I text him very occasionally Whoa. drunk on like... I, and then I get really upset, uh, like it's a girl I like, and I sort of sit and wait and go, oh, maybe he's yeah, busy. Yeah, hold on. Be, let, 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 before you're back. impressed, has he ever texted back? He does text okay, back. Okay, And right. then, like, he's, and he's several times, like, I think he needs to change his phone number, like, twice a year, because, you know, sure. whatever. So, and so, out, yeah. so I always get on the on my phone number's change list. So that's hey, a, that's nice. a big right. one. Yeah. How about that's that? That's a big one. But if you steal my phone, I put him in as a secret name. You won't know who he is. All right, we need to take a break. The Jim Jeffrey Show <laughs> that we're talking about is on Comedy Central Tuesdays at 10.30. And he's also got a stand-up special on Netflix. And we'll talk about that next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Comedian... An actor. Well, I'm just going to say actor. Like, I'm t- and TV presenter now. I, I, sure, the, TV presenter. My, my acting career ended when society decided that I shouldn't act anymore. It's I not loved like, your show so it, much. It's not that I didn't want to act anymore. It's just that no one ever gave me any more acting jobs. Oh, <laughs> Jim Jeffries, your show was one of our favorite shows. I, I'm I, so I, sad. That, that we, that's, we mourn the loss of Legit. That's how I know Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's favorite TV show was Legit. Is that right? That's how, he, Wow. Brad Pitt got slightly starstruck when he met DJ Qualls and Dan Bacadol, who was sitting in the audience. Amazing. And by the way, uh, speaking of uh, Jim Jeffries and his new Netflix special debuting on July the uh, 13th, uh, you Friday even, the 13th. Ooh. You even mentioned that Eddie Murphy was a huge fan of Legit as well when you met him. Eddie, told you Eddie Murphy had watched Legit. I don't know if you're a huge fan, but he said he liked the show. Yeah, he, ma- he mentioned the episode where I, I was masturbating the disabled boy over Skype. Yeah, that was uh, particularly disturbing I, and I hilarious. Like, I feel like this episode. interview has a theme. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of themes, Jim, yeah. you are, and we've known this for a long time about you, you are fearless on stage. You have no concern whatsoever as to how many people you are going to gross out with the material in your well, special. You is that sa- fair you, to say? You say that, but if I said the things I really wanted to say. How is that possible? <laughs> yes. What do you, can you possibly be leaving on the table once well, you get that deep yeah. into docking? Yeah. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, that deep into docking is a difficult. Uh, I mean, uh, did, did you did you Google docking afterwards? Uh, no. Here's what I will tell you: is that Bean emailed us. I barely made it through that segment. Oh my god, are we well? The thing, the thing is, like, it, it was it, it that joke played out different because we where the show was performed in London, where everybody has a foreskin. Normally, it's like can't get into you mean too a, much you detail. Mean a, you here. mean a smelly hood is what you mean? Yeah, yeah. You got a foreskin. And when, when I performed in America, it was a different response because it was a bit more of an argument in the audience, like whether it's good or bad. <laughs> when I did it in Israel, it it stormed. <laughs> That's so weird. That was one of my favorite parts of the special because you legitimately yelled at the audience in London 
about their foreskin. About mm-hmm. their funky penises. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Am I allowed to say funky penis? Sure. Absolutely. All right. It was one, of my, too, one of my favorite groups from the 70s. <laughs> um, do you ever look out and see, like, just pure shock and awe and revulsion? Oh, I'd like oh. to change that question. Do you ever look out and not see that? Okay. I see a lot of... What I do is I, I perform in a lot of uh, casinos. Mostly Indian... I do Vegas and I do that. But I do a lot of Indian casinos. And what happens at those places, all the casino really wants from you, because they're always like 50 miles out of town, they just want you to get 4,000, 5,000 people to come out to their casino. Right. So they, they pay really well, those gigs and everything. But always the first three rows are filled with their high rollers. Now, people who are high rollers in Vegas, that's one thing. To be a high roller in an indie casino 50 miles out of Seattle in the right. whatever, mm-hmm. you're, you've made some bad life choices. <laughs> right? And so, so what happens is, so there's like just... And they and so they justify they go to every show that comes into town. Okay. And so I've just got rows and rows of really old people and just people who can hardly speak English and so just they're not fans. They haven't seen me at all. Right. Now my argument is that you should watch one minute. If I was going to go to a band, I'd, of course, I'd Google the band. Of course, right? sure. They don't. At all. They don't. Huh. That's crazy. And so by the end of every show that I do in an Indian casino, the first three rows are empty. <laughs> <laughs> you ask I'm people just, to fill in. I'm just, I'm just not a good show to see on a whim. Like you gotta have and also, You would be for me, but not if I tell you what yeah. I tell you what happens, like my kid goes to a, a private he's going to a different school now because he's starting real school, right? But it's like with the schools, they always, you know, they, they always go, hey, we're having a fundraiser. Could you host a... And I'm like, ah! Maybe I'm not your guy. Yeah, what I do on stage is a fairly particular thing. I don't... <laughs> I don't want. I, I use the c word very liberally, and I have to meet all the mums in the car park. <laughs> and there's one. There's one mother who just thinks that I'm constantly drunk, and I think. But she, you are. Well, I, even now, there's people who are listening in their car right now, and they're going, "Oh, he's drunk." Right? right? You sound a little. You sound a tip, a little bit tipsy, but that's your delivery. No, and no, your I, accent. no, it's my accent. No, it's my, it's my no, accent. not all. Austra- not all Australians sound drunk all the time, Jim. It's just oh, you. You sound please. fine. I <laughs> might not sound. I sound like a Hemsworth with a stroke, <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I think I sound all right. I think I, I, think, you do. You I, think I I've always wanted to be like in a Pixar film or something like that. And, and, to do but, a voice of a character? I would sure. like to do a voice of a character, but I don't, you know, I think that, you know, it's a very... They the, should let you do it for You sure. could easily there, do there that. There was one that always happened. Tim Minchin wrote one. It was for DreamWorks, and the movie never got all the way through, and I was going to be a crocodile. Oh, I, was very I remember excited. that. He worked for like four years on that, and then they, and, and they, they just, folded up. They right. just canned it. He wrote songs, yeah. and Hans Zimmer was involved. That's yeah. the one why he left L.A. Yep. He was so pissed at those people. Yep. He, is that why he left yeah, L.A.? Yeah, he told mm-hmm. the yep. story here. All right. He was like, it just broke his heart. people and what they did to me. Family's packing up. We're going. But when you talk about Pixar, then there's a board meeting where somebody in that room goes, do you guys no, this, know I, what I Jim Jeffries does? I, because... think, I think it was Jeremy. Yeah, but see, this is my argument. This is my argument. Okay. Eddie Murphy plays the donkey. Yeah. Right? Watch Delirious. That's, that's true. Uh, the mm-hmm. jokes in Delirious don't age well. <laughs> that's true. Good point. Right? That's very he true. uses the F word for homosexuals yes. and says they have AIDS all over their lips. Yes. That, now, that, now, if, if When it, was that? That was, that was 30 not, years ago? No, 90s? no, 98. No, no. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> it was no, that was uh, I'm going to say about 85. He was yeah. like 19 or 21 or something. He was very young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I you're remember, saying you can do both. You can I, do your act, and you can also be funny. Okay, okay, okay. Right. okay. Richard Pryor used to free base crack, and until he burnt half of his body, and that's incidentally the reason he wasn't on the Muppet Show that week. Right, he was right. the guest on the Muppet shows because That's he right. because he burned himself so badly with the, and then he was in the movie The Toy and all that type of stuff. We're watching Eddie Murphy and Daddy Daycare, and they're saying no then, to you, and then all of a sudden they go, no, he's too filthy. <laughs> oh, he can't be in our films. It's bigotry against Australians. That's all it is. <laughs> Jim Jeffries is here. We got to two minutes left. Uh, okay. The special is called This Is Me Now, which, by the way, you will laugh out loud when you find out why he says that. In the special. Yeah. Uh, it debuts July 13th on Netflix. Let me play just one quick clip. Now, I beeped something out here that is not swearing, but it's a punchline that Jim gives about a story that he tells involving some people revolting against him in the audience at a prior show. And the only reason I want to play this clip, I want you to listen to the reaction of the crowd that he is playing in front of when he says this thing he says. And a sentence fell out of my mouth so fast I couldn't put the words back in. I went, ah, well... I'm just reporting it. He's just reporting oh. it that long. I, I even, will say even, this. I, I don't it. know what I was saying. Oh, I'll tell you after. But I was watching it, and I had that reaction in my living room, and then I laughed so hard at a guy in the front row that just starts clapping, and his body is just going back and forth. It is it is one of the funniest comedy specials. Oh, thank it's you. It's so great. damn good. It's great. All right, the Jim oh. Jeffrey Show on Comedy Central airs Tuesdays at 10.30 in season well, two I, now. I'm leaving now? Yeah. Uh, we gotta we gotta say goodbye, but we got one more thing for you. Well, what do you want to do? Yes, stay one more. If you want to stay around, stay around. I'll stay. Uh, I'll do did, another segment. I don't we give just me. did the big farewell. Oh, don't be so stop hard. Stop being so we, racist we against Australia. We don't want to talk about Brad Williams dressed up as a munchkin yes, on my show. We yes, we do. So stick much around. going on. Yes, we do. We're, we take back the goodbye. All right, and we say let's stick around. We'll be right. right back. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. That's what it's like spending a few minutes off the air with Jim Jeffries is we just saw him write his next special off the top of his head. <laughs> oh, did I? You <laughs> really was, did. It was an anti-New Zealand rant. Yeah. Hey, if, Jim. if there's any New Zealanders listening on the radio right now, uh, turn it off. You're not welcome. <laughs> you can turn it back on when I'm not on the air, but I don't want you hearing my voice. Jim was telling us it's the worst place to go to do comedy. We were like, why? It makes just, they sense. can't. They, never, they, they have never had any acts visit them. They don't know. They think that they're meant to yell out at to you all the time and they just keep on yelling and then like one time I was in Auckland and they just wouldn't stop yelling there's about 4,000 people and they wouldn't stop yelling I said hey you have to stop because we, I can't tell the jokes. It's not like I could. it was a heckle that you could deal with. It was just them constantly yelling out requests for old jokes and just yelling the C word at me because they thought that's what I wanted to hear. And, right. And so I said, you have to stop. And I said, look, let's just reset and start again. Be quiet for 10 seconds, Auckland. 10 seconds. <laughs> right? And then the newspaper the next day, he goes... And then the Aussie diva, right? <laughs> the Aussie diva requested one minute silence from the audience, or he would storm off the stage. And it's like that's not what happened at all. <laughs> so uh, bad taste in your mouth a little bit from New Zealand. It uh, like. Once you've visited the place where the hobbits were, you're done. You're done. <laughs> okay. Once you visit Hobbiton, 
That's the only thing. The beaches have black sand. Why would you go? That's all it is. It's That's the worst form of Australia. It's, it's like okay. it's like if Australia ate a bad meal and then it, 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 it passed through its bowels, right. it would be New Zealand. Oh, this all right. happened because I brought up my friend from New Zealand, by does, the way. Does everybody in Australia feel that way about New Zealand? A lot of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not everyone. Some but look, look, okay, John Cleese agrees with me. Okay. John Cleese went there, they named a a a, a, a dump, a tip, like the the trash heap. After John Cleese, because he, he said never again, never again. I'm wow. not doing it. I didn't realize there was this animosity. Tell us about the Beatles. All right, the you were Be- just talking about it's the only place in 1964 at the height of Beatlemania where every it was the only show that the Beatles didn't sell every ticket ever. Yep. And that was at the height of their popularity. 1964, they'd just been on the Ed Sullivan show. They went and toured Australia and New Zealand. They honoured a contract from two years earlier that they booked. They honoured the whole thing for the exact same price. They were getting paid nothing. That's crazy. They were getting paid nothing, right? But they still did it. And everybody like, in Australia, like like in New Zealand, like a million people lined the streets to go and see them or something. There's only two million people that live there or whatever. But then oh, I don't... I think the ticket price is a bit high. <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably a rugby match on it that night. We have to see the All Blacks. Which, that's that's amazing. The, that is the name of their team. Yeah, that's the name of their team. Their their uh, their soccer team is called the All Whites. All Whites. Yep, yeah, that's, that's true that's, too. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it. Sounds very Alabama of them. <laughs> You're uh, making me rethink New Zealand. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like when we talk about it, the Deep South, you don't get much, much more southern than New Zealand. <laughs> We are going to run out of time again, Jim, so I want to ask real quick, Brad Williams. Yes. You had him on the show. You mentioned well, what, very, what happened very was, funny. What happened was the, the, the last living dwarf died, right? Mm-hmm. And not, not, no, there's other dwarfs. Last living munchkin from Wizard of Oz. Munchkin died. Um, his name was um, Marin. I can't remember his first name, right? Okay. Mark. Let's call him Mark Marin. Uh, the last living munchkin died. And what happened was he was 98, which I've been told is a long time in, you know, in any, but in, in munchkin years, that's like dwarf years. I don't know if, uh, do they die early? I, 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 I wanted to ask Brad, but it's a hard one to bring up. <laughs> anyway, so, so, so what, what happened was I found out about this news story that the last munchkin died and I thought it'd be funny if Brad came on the show and we, like we, we had told him he was going to talk about a different subject and then we were just going to talk about the munchkins, right? Which was funny and we had like a green screen and kept on changing to the Olympic road. It was insulting and hilarious. It was insulting and hilarious. But the hardest <laughs> thing about that sketch was this, was not doing the sketch, was the phone call that I had to personally make to Brad to ask him to do it, right? Because he could be offended. Like, when you ring up a dwarf, even if that dwarf is a friend of yours, and your opening sentence is, so the uh, last munchkin died. <laughs> like, he, he knows. <laughs> he knows the whole rest yeah. of it. He, and he goes, yes, yes, I've heard, yes, Jim. I go, that was sad. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jerry Marin, that was his name, Jerry Marin, and he oh, was there you go. he was a member of the Lollipop Guild. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has his hands out in the Chinese theater. That's right. a thing. Yeah, that's nice. Little tiny one. 
Of course. Yeah. It was uh, very he, funny to see Brad right. come out there with his big lo- big lollipop. We we went to we went to the, the candy store on Hollywood near the, the theater, the big suite, that big candy store, and we said, can we have replicas of the the, the lollipop guilds lollipops? Right? How much do you reckon? Because they're 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 like three times the size of your head, right? Yeah. This big lollipop. How much do you reckon? Custom made. How much do you reckon? Oh, probably Not, 40 bucks. 20 bucks? I, I was going to go $80. I, I, I might be too rich now because I don't know the value of things anymore. Because <laughs> I, 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 well, I, it? it was $26, but I thought that was reasonably priced. Oh, I thought it 40 is. yeah. I think that's I think fair. Good. I yeah. thought like custom made and had to make a big one. They, they mm. probably had to bring in a bigger stick. Sure. Like they wouldn't have had those sticks just lying around. They had to bring <laughs> in the big support stick. <laughs> But that, that's a, that's one thing I did ask Brad Pitt. I go, I go in the interview. I just said, "Hey, Brad, how much is a gallon of milk?" And I go, is it, and he goes, oh, "I don't know." And he goes, "I go, is it more or less than a gallon of gasoline?" And he goes, "Ah, oh, it would be less than gasoline." You'd think that, but it's a, it's a trick question. Same price. Oh, I bet he appreciated that trap. Just rocking around that. Well, the thing is, I didn't know either. I, I had no idea. I had to Google that. I've, I don't know how much avocados or grapes or milk or anything. I have well, no you're too idea. Rich. Well, it's just you're that too I rich. also I just don't care anymore. I because think, you're too I rich. No, but even when I did care, I just just if you go to the counter and they say it's this much, you go, I guess it is. <laughs> Right? <laughs> they could say they could say I, I don't even go to Whole Foods. I still I'm still a Ralph guy. Uh-huh. Right? I, Whole Foods too pretentious. They can piss off Whole Foods. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so so I go there. I I, I like to have Jim, we have to go. No, we- don't we don't. Do. I'm sorry. We, we do. We're What's out wrong with you, Because we're out of time because we're right, screwing then, everything up. Then answer me this. Yes. Shouldn't milk be a lot cheaper than gasoline? If I hear you Americans bitch one more time about the price of gasoline, it has to get drilled through the core of the earth. Right. And then then we have to refine it and you guys go, and we're running out of it. We're, it's a limited resource. It's a limited resource. And you're all like, this stuff is so expensive. It should be like ten times the price. That does make sense. And then milk. Milk, we have milk a plenty. <laughs> no, it's still a name. It's still a name. Still a name. Sorry. To actually just get the udders and get the milk out. They can do that every morning. We have unlimited supplies of milk, same price. as something that has to be refined. Texas gold. It should be called um, white gold. Milk. Milk. Uh, cow farming's where it's at. If you want the real money, don't try he's, to find uh, oil on your property. It's too hard to get. He's not, uh, he's not wrong. The Jim Jeffrey Show, Tuesdays on Comedy Central. New special is hilarious July 13th on Netflix. Kevin, do we have time for 60 seconds or no? Sure, do you mind? Down. Yeah, let's do sure. it. 60 seconds. I'm just going to rapid fire questions and you tell me what you think. Okay. Um, what were you like in high school? Uh, shorter and nerdier and thinner. Did you get kicked out ever? No, I never got kicked out of high school, no. Uh, dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? No, that's disgusting. That's okay. disgusting. Have you ever been in a real fight? Yes, yes. I punched a guy in Newcastle, England just last year. Last year? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> Did and he then, go down? No, I just clocked him in the face, and then he just sort of stumbled back, and then like I, I waited for security to come. Nothing happened. I just turned around and got another drink. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing went as well as you guy, expected. The guy could have sued me. It was after the gig. Like, he could have... 
Anyway. Is there uh, any way we can convince you, including bribery, to stop talking about docking? Uh, well, I have stopped the docking. I've, okay. reti- I've retired my docking. Oh, but I'll take the bribe. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, World Cup fever. Yes or no? I, 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 no, no, I'm World Cup dead now. The, fe- <laughs> the fever got me and I got knocked out. And now I'm in World Cup coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, we love you, man. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you, man. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. All right, it's Dr. Stupinski time, you guys. Hey, Doc. Hey, guys. We got a dilemma today. We need you to uh, we need you to be the wise man that we know you are. There's a topic that we had scheduled to discuss with you that I think is important. I think it'll save lives. Right. I think it's a I think it's a real look into a serious problem that we have going on in America. You thought that before I found the alternate topic. And, and then Kevin came up with something that he is insisting on, and we are deadlocked here. So we're going to give right. you, the medical professional, the opportunity to address one, both, or neither when you hear the topics, okay? Uh, I'm going to try, try both. I, right. I, I'm going to say blindly I want to try both. I'm going to try it. Okay. Wow. Okay, so so topic one that we had is we wanted to talk to you about how accurate or not the depiction of Benedict Cumberbatch was on the recent HBO series Patrick Melrose Can't about wait. addiction. Okay. Important topic. Can't wait. All right, and especially how it relates to Anthony Bourdain. Which oh, is absolutely. In the news. Yeah. All right, so that's yes, thing one. That's topic. my, that's my topic. Okay, so that's, that's a the great topic. topic. <laughs> now, now here comes Kevin with his topic. All right, here's the headline. Stop wiping your butt so hard. It's something known as the polished anus syndrome. <laughs> wow. Right? <laughs> right. thinking that seems, Patrick Melrose, Seems huh? so much more important than Patrick Melrose, right? I, 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 let me dispense with this one if you don't mind um or dispatch it might be a better word experts say that people have been wiping their butts all wrong dr drew i think there's something to it because people can get pruritus ani and other uh sort of disorders of that tender tissue down there because of the advent of all the you know the the chuck wipes and the people had inadvertently using Clorox wipes. You remember Mr. Kimmel Oof. doing that? Oh, right. Yeah. And people digging in deep into the what's called the verge area. Yeah. yeah. Unnecessarily so. That, that instrument is designed to work the way it works. And you don't have to be a compulsive cleaner to make it work better. So if it itches. However. The article says that's. A little too much, perhaps. However, as we age, the. The tone of that uh, circular muscle down there becomes a little more what we call patchless. And so there is a little more need as you get much older. But generally, everybody, don't dig so hard. See, I, th- I sent this article to Bean, and he just wrote back, blocked. And I was like, how, how can you not see the magic in this topic? It, it, well, it's magical, and I'm happy to be a part of it. I feel like Tinkerbell is flying by, <laughs> touching her wand to, to Kevin today. This is magnificent. It really would be a breakthrough if it found out that something that people don't ever talk about because they're too embarrassed or it's too personal, if it found out that it was a health crisis because we were all doing it wrong and we really need to kind of re- relook at this, I guess. I, I know that Kevin's preoccupation makes it feel like a health crisis. <laughs> it's a health crisis, Dr. Drew. Okay, it's not a crisis. Okay. All right, let's talk about Patrick Melrose. Ali, you have said that this is your favorite TV show of the year. How come? It, it is just, uh, first of all, without even getting into what the show is, Benedict Cumberbatch has never been better yeah. in a role. It is shot so beautifully. It's like you're watching an art movie every single episode. And that's without even delving into the fact that it is one of the most harrowing watches that i've ever watched in my life because 
because it's about addiction and then you realize after the first episode what is fueling his addiction what he's trying to escape and get away from his his mind and it is it is devastating and I couldn't wait to watch the next episode. And they and I must tell you, when when I wrote an article about this, Oh, you've seen this show. Yeah, oh my god. Okay. And I wrote an article about it. You can find it at my website at com. It's also up on like Huffington Post or something. And when they first asked me to write the article, I thought, Oh, another series on addiction. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be critical, it's not gonna be comfortable. And I started and I was watching the first episode is all about heroin addiction and heroin withdrawal. I'm like, yes, check, check, yes, they got that right, that right. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, oh my God. Wow. This, this is the best exploration of the phenomenon of struggling with heroin and suicide, everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, very topical to what's going on in the press with celebrities these days. And then he does not properly treat his heroin addiction and begins drinking. And I, whenever people wonder what was going on with Anthony Bourdain, I say, please look at this study. Look at, look at uh, Patrick Melrose, because it is precisely what Anthony Bourdain is dealing with. And you get a sense of why it endangers their life so severely. It's not specifically, necessarily, the escalating alcohol, though that can be it, but it's the choices they make, the, the pathology in their thinking, the, what we call the stinking thinking, and all the, the, the terrible choices they make until they turn it around. And, man, I, I agree with you, Ali, that the uh, Cumberbatch has never been better. Are yeah, they aware but... that they're making those decisions in the middle of it? No, no, of course not. Yeah. That's why we call it stinking thinking. And, and the reality is this is what a lot of people have trouble getting their head around, is the reasoning and thinking serves the addiction. And it's part of the pathology is what you're thinking and what you think is a good idea and your choice making is actually colored and influenced by the disease process and then how you conduct yourself interpersonally. And that of, and all the people around you get sucked into that abnormality. Right. And, and, man, this gets into it in great detail. And, and as Ali was saying, uh, it's like an art house film, but please don't think it's that kind of a boring film. Mm-hmm. It is action-packed and it's weirdly, I, I just kept thinking about great literature. It was a book at first, and it's like, I've never seen great literature brought to life yeah. so well and with such a gritty human story and so well acted. I was just unbelievable. And how about Jennifer or Jason Lee? Oh, I mean, she my God. plays his mother. She is phenomenal. There are parts of it that you are, you are just, it's a hit in the gut. And yeah. you don't think it's going to be okay at all. And then there are just these glimpses of transformation yep. and what can change. And it is... I'm going to start crying thinking about it. It is one of the most beautiful. It's not possible, Dr. Bruce. It's not possible. It's one of the most beautiful shows I have ever been able to watch in my life. It it's, sounds it, like a bummer to it's me. Not, it's, okay. it's not. It's not. Okay. That's, that's no. why I am. No. It why sounds heady and sounds like a bummer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's action-packed okay. and fun at the same time. And funny, too, because people he are has, funny. He has lines in that that I am dying laughing yeah. at. Yeah. And that's that's one of the reasons I love taking care of addicts. They're so funny. They're just funny and so so human and so interesting. And this this uh, I will just caution people. This goes deep into childhood trauma. Yes. And I I don't want people to walk away with the sense. And I thought they did a pretty good job of this. That childhood trauma causes addiction per se, but it's the rocket fuel behind addiction. Right. Oh. And when people are done treating their addiction. Then they can deal with their childhood trauma, which mm-hmm. is the you know, which is the underlying. So uh, it's possible source. for them to get 
past sort of their childhood trauma you if they actually both. yeah you okay. have to be both and you can't treat the trauma till you treat the addiction right. alcoholism and 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 sometimes people's trauma treatment happens magically in the course of the addiction treatment but usually that's something that they deal with a year or two later right so benedict cumberbatch has been wiping his butt wrong this whole time that's, oh exactly <laughs> I, you got it I, I, how did you know that's a great summary <laughs> now i got it dr drew.com is where you want to go uh dr drew midday live of course many of you friday noon to three on 790k abc that's on the am band kids where all the cool stuff is yeah look for all of his podcasts and don't forget to download the heel app on the app store or google play as well thank you dr drew right, we guys, appreciate you. you so much bye-bye bye. bye now the kevin and bean show the world famous k-rock i thought we had uh, definitively decided that in and out burger was great isn't that what we came up with of course well then how is why is jim jeffries on the phone saying otherwise well we haven't talked to him for at least 25 minutes jim <laughs> hey what you're not going to disagree with us on in and out no, and that's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. And Thank anyone you. who says it's not oh, is ridiculous. These dumb rednecks in Texas who think Whataburger is something can F off. <laughs> right? Also, Shake Shack. I don't care if it's a sit-down restaurant. The bun's too soggy. The lettuce is too wilted. Right? You need a crisp lettuce. Not like an opposite. You use iceberg lettuce on a bloody burger. Right? If you want the fries to be better, you make them animal style. Right. So you're 100 percent in and out with us. I'm seriously. I'm in my car driving to work after leaving there. I was left in a reasonable mood, uh-huh. and then you start talking about this guy. So Five Guys is okay. Okay, you've got to learn how to order. And so these morons that go in there and they don't know how to order, then they just go and I'll just have meat and I'll have mushrooms and go. This isn't very good. That's because you're an idiot. <laughs> okay, all but, right. But in and out is good regardless. Of how you do it. Agreed. You triple, triple. Also, people who want thick patties are morons as well. You want a thin patty and then to double up so you can put cheese infused in between the meats. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's Brad Pitt's favorite burger. We've had this discussion before. <laughs> That's quite All an right. endorsement. So for, for Andy Kreiser, who wrote the piece for Thrillist, you have been overruled by Jim Jeffries. He says, no, sir. No, sir. No, no. Uh, and it's, and it's ridiculous when you want to have this discussion with people because it's so clearly the best burger you can get. And it isn't just because it's cheap. It would be the best burger at $100. <laughs> like, it's, I, I don't like going to, like, Unami Burger where they give you a thick-ass slice of beef that they just slap on. and then Their little trick is we cover it in butter. We keep dripping over truffle oil and all that type of stuff. The best burgers you're in and out anywhere okay. in the world. Okay. I love you, Jim Jeffries. We all are right. with you. We take it. Thank you, Jim. Have a great one. We'll right. talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. He left here in a reasonably good mood, and then we pissed him off. Then he driving. heard that, yeah, and rightfully so. Amen. Dave is got, wrong. That was ridiculous. Dave's wrong about it. Dave's oh, always that's, wrong. It's yeah. wrong, man. Look, you got to stand up for what's important, and that's what I respect about Jim Jeffries. He's, he's willing to put his mouth where his money is. Is that what? how it goes? Uh, no, but okay. I, tell okay. me more about where Jim's putting his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> also, Kevin, that's great. Wrong man. That's a wrong that, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. That's Dave. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Time for one more look at what's happening. Um, Dave is really upset because he got something from APnews.com, and he's like, "This is this is the end of news. Like, wh- what's happening? How is this even something that I should even care about?" The end of news. And I gotta say, I agree with Dave on this. Um, the end of news. Here's the article from APnews.com. Julia Roberts is getting social. The Pretty Woman star has joined Instagram and made her first ever social media post. It's a photo of her sitting in the grass wearing denim shorts and a black top that says, Love. She captioned the photo, Hello. 
That's it. That's news. That's news that Julia Roberts is now on Instagram. Is the last person on Instagram? Wow. Yeah. I think I agree with wrong man and you. I agree. So, yeah, just bringing that to you. And this is a bummer because I really like this show. Adam Scott and Craig Robinson. Yes. Oh, Ghosted. No, Ghosted. No. I like Ghosted. I like I Ghosted, too. too. Here's not the acceptable. thing. So Fox, has, it, has it been Ghosted? Fox is, See? no, not even Ghosted. They are just saying, you're done. That's so Fox right has canceled it. Here's the weird part. Okay. The series has been yanked from the network's Sunday schedule effective immediately. Okay, A, that's rude. And then a Fox rep tells TV Line that it's to be determined whether the final three unaired episodes will ever see the light of day. What could have happened? What happened, Fox? Wow. That's weird. I don't like it. They are, uh, I, I know I'm good with analogies, but they're like burning down the whole farm there. <laughs> when they're trying to... Well, I'm just saying, they're not just... I'm just trying to figure out where mm-hmm. this is going, the example. They're, they're not just... Uh, Respectfully locking the gate and driving away. They're the, setting fire the to the place mm-hmm. at the farm. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. setting fire to the place and burning it to the ground. It's like they can't wait to get rid of that shit. I can only write so much. Okay. <laughs> not, right. not only are we canceling it immediately, uh-huh. but we may not even air the three shows we've right. already paid for. It's like they're right. burning down a farm. <laughs> and they're Thank locking. You, Kevin. Well, and but when they burn the farm, why are they locking the uh, gates and driving away? I don't. No, no. I'm saying what that's how they need to get into. No, no. That's how they. Would, no, they, I'm saying if. They uh-huh. were treating the house like a house. They would just respectfully but we're lock the farm, gates. In. Okay. Not the house. My point is, it was a bad analogy. It but was. I was sad to see what's happening to the show with two great actors that we enjoy very much. Agreed. Good. <laughs> almost, almost. Not, one, not, one more day. Not quite yet. Uh, this really bums me out. And to say uh, we don't even know if they'll ever see the light of day. Yeah, that, that's weird. That's Some, really bizarre. It sounds like something went down. Yeah. I don't know what it could be, but it seems like it's more than just a regular programming yeah. decision. I think well. Fox looked at the show and they're like, this is really funny. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of it. Okay. So that's what they've I, been I doing. That's a possibility. <sighs> hey, they did that with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. One Thank of the best, you. One of the best point. Thank comedies you. of the 21st century. They Mazaklan. figured out a way to not like that, right? Exactly. It's very true. <laughs> did we talk at all about... Uh, Robert Plant and Jimmy Page getting back together. No, we didn't. Is that a thing? I won't get into it. <laughs> By the way, to everyone that is sending me Robert Plant video from Arroyo Seco, thank you. I love it. He's amazing. Talk to Bean. He's the one that hates the idea of them getting back together. Bean hates joy. He hates joy. It'll so. be the 50th anniversary of Led Zeppelin. What better time to get back together Play Glastonbury, make everyone happy. And Bean is like, no, I don't want that to happen because I hate everything that's good. Yeah. First of all, Led Zeppelin is one of my th- probably three or four favorite bands of all time. I adore them. But mm-hmm. I don't want to force Robert Plant to do something he Nobody doesn't want to do. Nobody wants to force him, but you can hope he wants to. Right. But he doesn't want to. And he's made it so clear. And I and I just feel so bad. That band broke up in 1980. And he hasn't had a day since then when some jackhole hasn't bugged him about trying to get the band back together. Well, maybe. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. Mm-hmm. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. 
And the guy has gone on to have a very successful solo career. He's had like 12 albums since Led Zeppelin. Right. He's doing his own thing. Right, but you don't have to be angry on his behalf. He'll say no uh, if he and wants. maybe, Robert Plant, don't be in one of the most iconic bands of all time if you don't want us to miss you. Right? Have you, Robert Plant. Now what? I'm mad. That's what we're saying. <laughs> I came right back around. <laughs> Bean, I'll let you have the last word on this no. reunion. Go ahead. You just spent a half hour filibustering on it. Go ahead. I'm Bean. not. I'm not filibustering. I'm just saying it's his choice. I respect his artistic choice to not do it. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, not sure if uh, Craig Robinson and Adam Scott found out about the cancellation on Twitter, but Famous in Love—that's a show on Freeform. It was axed, um, but apparently they didn't tell the star of the show, Bella Thorne, Mm. who ranted on Twitter that the news was very hurtful, Freeform. I would have liked a phone call, maybe. That seems to be happening a lot. But then you read all about that show and her behavior on the set. Oh. And I feel like if they really didn't call her or her agents or someone, this was a big old, as we walk away. Right. But yeah, you shouldn't find out that you're fired on Twitter. No, it seems right? bad. Seems bad. Let's talk about some birthdays. The most wonderful man to ever walk the face of the earth, Mel Brooks. Happy birthday, sir. John Cusack, Kathy Bates, Felicia Day, Elon Musk, and a guy who, I mean, I've always pronounced it Deerdick, Rob Deerdick. Because that's his name. Because that's how you say it. Right. But if you're Kevin... And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. For those of you who didn't see, uh, Rob Durden is uh, part of Rob and Big. And we'll talk more about that and more with Rob Durden. Uh, again, Rob is getting 41. Rob Durden is in the studio. He is half of Rob and Big. That was a moment with Kevin. So we spent a half hour with him, and I said that probably ten more times. Mm-hmm. And uh, then later in the show, we, you guys pointed out and put that together. And so we called him, and we said, dude. Well, I have the uh, I have that follow up. Listen to oh, this. No. This is this is Mike Catherwood talking to Rob. Hey, remember when my boss called you Rob Durden for about three hours straight? I love that. I love that so much. I love it so much. I love the fact that I just didn't say anything and then it just kept riding and riding. Like I just love it. You made the whole thing gold. It could have been just like one little slip up, but you made it a legendary moment. I just love. I'm glad that I have that opportunity to share that with those guys because it is funny. <laughs> yeah. He's a good dude. He is. Yeah. How would you say it then now? I'm not good at this. Just try it. Uh, Rob Deerdick. Of Nailed course it. that's how you say it. Nailed it. And, I, and I'm a huge fan, too, so mm-hmm. that's, I don't have any idea what got stuck in my head. But you can see right. what you're doing. It's Thank all right. You. Thank you, Chip. And that's what's happening. All right. On your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness in the SoCal Helpful Honda Dealers. Tomorrow morning on all-new Kevin and Bean Show, uh, Omar takes a look at Jersey Shore. Uh, we've got a special B-team Recap of a moment uh, with us in Ad Rock. I can't wait. <laughs> it was one of the all-time great interviews. It was my favorite. Muggs is on the red carpet of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh. Um, we have a special musical guest. And comedian Bob Saget will join us as well, along with Keep It 100 tomorrow. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.